0: Check it out. The Joe Rogan Experience.
1: Train by day, Joe Rogan podcast by night, all day.
2: Nick Diaz will always be the greatest shout out. I mean, yeah. the, the Roy McDonald one—people were criticizing it. I'm like, you crazy bitch! That's Roy McDonald talking about my podcast. That must stay in. But the Nick Diaz just nailed it. Train by day, Joe Rogan podcast okay. by night. I always it's wondered who there. that was. That's Nick Motherfucking Diaz, wow. dude. Wow. <laughs> 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 My favorite fighter to ever test positive for weed. (laughs) What a good guy. (laughs) Wait, they test for weed? (laughs) Fucking so stupid. Not only that, he didn't even really test positive for weed. He tested positive for an inactive metabolite. It's not a psychoactive. It's evidence that some cannabis has been in his system, but it's not evidence of marijuana. It's evidence of an inactive metabolite. That's all it is. So it do, it, you could have taken this inactive metabolite, which isn't even prevented or uh, prohibited by the Nevada State Athletic Commission. So why? So it didn't matter. Because it's also, be, besides the possibility of taking it that way, you can also you get it from... It. You can, no, 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 you can get it from marijuana. It's not a masking issue. I think it's a flushing issue. I don't think you can mask marijuana. Prove, I mean, no, I'm, no, I'm I sure thought, out there there's maybe, someone that can tell me but wrong. But I'm saying,
0: why would that... That's not a performance-enhancing drug. Well, it's a... Pre, it, it, Somehow or
2: another, what they're saying, I believe, if I I understand the legal language, I think what they're saying is that the metabolite shows that he has had it in his system. But what's really crazy is it's so stupid because they know he's a patient. He's a medical marijuana patient in California. And if you don't know that Nick Diaz smokes weed, Jesus Christ, are you paying attention at all? You don't know he (laughs) smokes weed. So what? It's okay if he stops 13 days but not 12, 11 days but yeah. not 10, 9 days but not 8. Shut the fuck up. It's fucking stupid. You know why? Because what, what you're talking about is not him being high inside the octagon. The psychoactive effects of marijuana don't exist when he's in that octagon with with those levels. It's impossible. So he's 100% sober. That should be the question. You know he was taking it before that because he's got a card. So when is it... Where's this logical yeah, cutoff? There,
0: that's crazy. Like, the... The HGH thing, you know, the NFL's trying to... <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, it's so fucking cra- I've been reading so much about it because I do a podcast called Wadcast about CrossFit. Oh, and, do you? Yeah. And, Did and,
2: it, a CrossFit place just opened up like 10 miles they, away from they're me. They're opening fucking
0: there. bathrooms at Starbucks. They're yeah. everywhere. But they, their test, they say they tested the games. And like 68,000 people tried out for the games this year. Right. And uh, these guys, like if you look at the guys that are the top CrossFitters... I, some people say they don't use. Some people say they could. I'm not here to say if they do or don't, but they're doing, like, four and five workouts a day. They're just insane. They're, 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 they're inhuman. And, and just the recovery rate, I'm looking at going, fucking HGH would be amazing. But when they test, they test the same way the NFL does, which you can't, you can't catch it in a urine test. Only, like, one time in the world has anyone gotten caught. In an HGH urine test, it was like a rugby player in the UK.
2: Oh, at one time,
0: one time in a urine test. What did he have?
2: Like crazy levels or something? It, it, you,
0: yeah, something was wrong. Something
2: was just completely. Wacky. But so
0: they have this new system that they think they're going to be able to test. But we had Sean Waxman, who is the Olympic weightlifting coach. He's got Waxman's gym down by the airport. We had him on the other day, and he was talking about how it, it's it's uh, it's it's more of like a money making thing. Like the, there's money being made in the in the testing world. so so there's like lobbying being done to make more testing to make more more testing so they can make more money because it's just this ridiculous like i'm a firm believer why would you prevent people from enhancing themselves like like you let people take protein supplements that's coming from a cow we're taking the whey from a cow and we're eating it to make ourselves better why can't we take the the growth hormone from a cadaver and use that Well you don't do that,
2: first of all. we well, don't do that. Because if you did do that, <laughs> well, by the way, you can get really <laughs> sick. And you can get fucking mad cow disease, what we were talking about earlier. You can get all sorts of crazy diseases. But a where do... It's a, got... it's
0: a synthetic, right? Yes. Yeah, it's, but... it's
2: actually made by bacteria. It is bacteria? Yes. Bacteria construct it.
0: Well, but, but it's... So it's a anything that's simulated it's an like,
2: amazing process that you and i would never figure out right. if given a a billion years and <laughs> all the books in the world you and i would still be sitting around telling fart jokes <laughs> we would never figure you, out how to you'd make be a lot
0: further ahead than i would hormones be, out be of bacteria oh my
2: god <laughs> Fuck it i can't figure out how a toilet works <laughs> isn't it amazing how some people's minds just can do that like there's it's it's a variation in the way that the human mind works it's so spectacular i tried to figure out i was watching the way they're testing to
0: figure out how the uh the human growth hormone load the way they've got this like thing that locks onto it uh so that they can test and i was watching over and over trying to trying to comprehend it i couldn't i'm like i'm fucking retard i can't yeah. get this in my head
3: rick it's- ross would have figured it out
2: he probably would have yeah. man the real rick ross that we had on yesterday genius guy that the the uh yeah, the yeah. Drug real, dealer. he was a yeah until he was Formant. 28 years old he couldn't read Really?
3: Yeah. Amazing story. Not only did he teach himself how to read, but he also taught himself the law and found loopholes in the law. So he went from being like, can't even read a book, Jack and Jill, to fucking getting himself out of a life term in prison. You yeah. know, fucking, it was a, one of the most amazing, I think the best podcast, just the story-wise. Yeah. It was just amazing. And then some rappers
2: yeah. kind of stole his
0: identity. One, one rapper
3: that.
2: stole his identity. Oh, that would piss me off. <laughs> yeah, you'd think? I mean, they thought they was going to be in jail for life, is what it was. He was a legend out on the street. Uh, like, you know, I had heard his name. So he who's, make, who's making I more money? His, the I rapper? Heard, heard his name when I was living in L.A. Uh, I wasn't even living in L.A., rather, when I heard his name. Like he was that legendary. Oh, yeah, he was legendary as far as like drug dealers in this country. You would hear about him in the news stores and stuff when he would, when his trial was going on. So, a huge, huge deal. Nationwide, it was a huge deal. How'd you
0: guys find him? Is he,
2: he's pretty Twitter? public now?
0: Twitter. <laughs> Twitter. <laughs> it was at Rick Ross, yeah. or did the rapper have that?
2: It was, uh, no, he's uh, Freeway Ricky on Twitter. That's what his nickname was, Freeway Ricky Ross. But he, uh, you know, it's really interesting to see this guy who, uh, you know, was 20 years old in this terrible situation and sort of just kind of found his way through the system to success and then it all came falling apart, and then he built himself back up again, and, and now he's like a really cool dude. It's amazing. Really intense, intense story. Is he pissed off about the guy stealing <clears throat> his identity? Fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah he should be. Then, they, Well, we can't talk about it. There's, there's part of it that we can't talk about for legal issues, <laughs> so we'll, we'll drop like, it right there's a, there. There's
0: a guy in Australia. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Chopper. Yes, I have. I love that fucking movie. It's That's uh, fu- Eric Bana, right? Yeah, it's what
2: fucking a crazy amazing. movie. It's, and it's so crazy. And it's
0: supposedly all true. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this guy if you haven't seen the film, the guy got thrown in prison. He was like a he was like a hitman kind of for drug dealers. Yeah. He gets thrown in prison and they're going to send him to like the, the wing of the prison where the guys that want to kill him are. So instead of going there, he cut his own ears off so that they'd put him in the crazy ward. Yeah. And now he's got these like fucked up ears. Yeah. But What a great idea. But he, Jesus, he he's this crazy legendary Australian. The people kind of like he's he's like a folk hero almost. Yeah. But there was there's a guy now Pardon the fuck up. There's a guy who does a parody of him. Yeah. And does a comedy show and tours to like sold out shows everywhere. Oh whoa. And and uh and I just did his show, like he does a show where he hosts it, and he, I did the Adelaide Comedy Festival, and I did his show, it's a late night, it's uh, Heath Franklin is the guy, he does Chopper, but he he plays Chopper. Whoa. And he's in character doing stand-up, and it's good, it's good, it's good stand-up, and then he's doing it as Chopper, and every joke is about like misogyny, and fucking harden the fuck up, and, right. and he's got the mustache on, and the sunglasses, and I said afterwards, because I had heard rumors, I said, is has he ever contacted you? And he goes, "Yeah, yeah." Apparently, he's
2: not very happy. And I go,
0: "Why would you fuck with a
2: guy Jesus like that?" Jesus Christ! If this
0: is a guy who will come in your in your He's, house, he's crazy. He's fucking crazy.
2: If you watch that movie, by the way, if you haven't seen it, it's a great movie, a really it's fun amazing. movie. It's like you're rooting for this psychopath. For Australia some
0: makes great cr- like <laughs> <Criminals>. fucking crime <laughs> films like that. They have they have a show or they had a movie called Animal House. Watch Animal House about this family. Oh, I have trying. that. Oh, yeah,
2: yeah. It's fucking great. So explain how he gets to do that if Chopper is still alive. I don't know.
0: I said, there. do you have to pay him a commission? Do you he have doesn't? to nothing? And oh, he tours God. And, and sells out that shows everywhere.
2: That seems crazy. <laughs> that seems crazy. That seems like you're asking for trouble. You should give that guy a piece. Well, I mean, I guess it's kind of the same. Well, I mean, it's like guys
0: that do impressions. I mean, that's the way he does it, but it's a full... That's not an impression.
3: <laughs> that's why I'm just going to change my name to Louis Anderson if I have to do any of right. right. You don't think Louis will
2: come down hard hey, on your son? Are
0: you, son? What doing?
3: Louie will hire <laughs> some He'll interior come down designers down, to beat L- the Louis shit out of will come
0: of
2: down hard yeah. on your son. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my if God. You, <laughs> oh, ouchie, ouchie. Both of you. What are you saying, and why are you saying it on the internet? What? <laughs> He likes
0: spanking. I always get nervous on your show because your fans are so diligent about facts. (laughs) Oh, they're too brutal. They're brutal. I love catching you. I'll get Twitter's (laughs) like, last time I was here, I was talking about grass-fed meat. Somebody's like, cows or pigs can't be grass-fed. They get sunburned. (laughs)
2: They do? That's what he said. I bet they do, if you think about it. Those pink pigs.
0: He's like, so they have to be under so they can't be eating grass all the time.
2: That totally makes sense. Yeah, I would think, like, were they real pink like that? What kind of protection from the sun is that? Yeah, I don't know. they probably get all fucked up.
3: Can you imagine rubbing suntan lotion all over a cow. <laughs> uh, yeah,
2: a pig, man, a pig, a pig. not a cow. <laughs> pigs are so weird because pigs are the only animal that we know of that becomes feral, meaning it becomes wild almost immediately from the release from a farm. And it actually physically changes shape. It's real weird. Their their fur changes; it becomes like darker and thicker and bushier, and their tusks grow longer, and their snout actually grows longer. Maybe that's how they should naturally be. But it's so weird, though. That why doesn't that happen when they're uh, domesticated? Because they're probably feeding them
0: shitty food.
2: I don't know if that's it, man. Somebody told me that's the
0: best way to get rid of a body. It's just pigs, give it to pigs and pigs oh, in the movie yeah. Snatch. Oh, do so, they do it? In remember? Snatch?
2: Yeah, remember the guy was a uh, he. He a guy who keeps <laughs> pigs. <laughs> yeah, that guy was a great actor with those huge super Coke bottle glasses. That guy was the shit. Wasn't it in the Sopranos also, or am I just thinking? Snatch? I think it's just Snatch. Hmm. It was I was definitely the, in Snatch, <laughs> but yeah, but that's. Uh, I asked a guy once he's gotten rid
0: of a body. I said, uh, wh- "What's the best way to get rid of a body?" And he said, "Go fishing." And I said, "What?" He goes, "Go fishing," and you just uh, throw him in the water. Yeah. Like, you go far
2: enough out in the ocean. If you're lucky. Oh, but if you're not I lucky. Would, that would if you're not, not be lucky, that bitch floats to shore. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> not if yeah. you tie enough shit. Yeah, yeah you got to tie him up Dexter style. <laughs> and a pubic hair of yours that doesn't always in his work. mouth. Doesn't it? But if you think about it, I mean, it's probably a good bet. I mean, there's a lot of goddamn real estate out there. What yeah. How many people are buried out there? How many people do you think are buried on the way to Nevada? Oh god. That crazy dirt road oh, deserts, god, fucking, man. Fucking those off to the side where you see like weird dirt those roads endless, through the chicken wire. Yeah. Like, what is that? What's going on back there? Who owns that? Who checks that <laughs> for bodies? <Yeah. laughs> who, who scans that thing with the fucking metal detector looking for watches of people that got burnt up? I think it's funny so when so they funny. find one. Remember
0: that bodybuilder?
2: I was just about to bring that up. Didn't Chris he, Titus,
0: yes. Didn't he try no Chris Titus was no, the, no, comedian. He, the comedian? Craig Titus.
2: Craig Is that it? What's his name? Hold on, no. He, am I he,
0: saying it wrong? He killed his yeah. personal assistant. He and his wife, because he was fucking her, I think. And his yes. wife, his wife caught them. And so I guess he and his wife decided to get rid to of kill her. her. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the best <laughs> way to handle getting caught cheating. And they killed her. And then they took her out to the desert. Yeah, Craig
2: Titus. And they
0: were gonna like light the. They br- they were lighting her on fire and her. her yeah, the car and her. Yeah. And wow. they, yeah, they- well i
2: remember this guy um he was he was so juiced to the gills he was so crazy that he actually was like challenging phil Baroni. he was uh saying that he wanted to fight phil Baroni when phil Baroni was uh- You know, Phil Baroni when he was young, was one of the scariest knockout punchers in in the UFC's middleweight division. He didn't beat, like, a lot of top guys, but he's a tough motherfucker. For some crazy bodybuilder to come along and say that, you know, go watch that Dave Monet fight. Go watch Phil Baroni light Dave Monet up with, like, 15 punches in a row while standing while he's already unconscious. He doesn't even have a chance to hit the ground. And Baroni's hit <laughs> bing, 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 bing. I'm I'm not kidding, man. It's like one of the greatest highlight real KOs of all time. And this fucking douchebag juice head <laughs> Who just lifts weights, thinks he's going to fuck with that. Like, it's hilarious. These guys, they get so full of testosterone. They're so, I mean, they're literally not even human anymore. If you see yeah, some they, of those they, guys yeah. when they hit those crazy levels of testosterone uh, that you need to get that
0: big. I used to work out at that gold gym and his his picture was on the wall. He was one of the guys. It's not the even one a human. It's uh, not a human. <laughs> like, the day that happened, I, I think I was in there and the guy was
2: on a ladder pulling the picture down. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, he's a disgrace. But I mean, like when you get like that big, like Lee Haney big. Yeah, come on, man, that's fucking, not human. It's it, not you. can't it, it, It's it's an insult. But it would also feel like like
0: I'm I'm a little guy. I I weigh like 170 pounds, and I I work out a lot. I do CrossFit like six days a week. And when yeah, I start, you do you're
2: a freak with it. Yeah, huh?
0: when I start to work out where I'm doing a lot of Olympic lifting and powerlifting and stuff, where I start to get a little heavier and up to like 180, mm-hmm. my I feel uncomfortable. You know, just
2: like losing Moving all my around. mobility and everything, yeah.
0: I can't. They're they
2: they're like handicapped people. Well, that's also an issue of uh, what you're doing for exercise. If you wanted mobility, you should be doing not yoga. At the, yeah, yeah, but you not can't at that. Just su- do heavy weights. Sure,
0: but I do it a will lot. I do a, everything You up. know, I do a lot of metcons and stuff. But they, I'm saying, when you get to that bodybuilder size, mm-hmm. like Lee Haney size, right, you lose. You're almost like a handicap person. you when you'd have trouble size, putting your shirt, taking be, your shirt on. You'd off.
2: be amazed at how well some guys can move with a lot of muscle that have stretched out. Yeah, that's really what it is. It's all about like flexibility, and it's all there's guys like there's this kid named Todd Duffy. He's a, a heavyweight contender, and he probably weighs I'd say he weighs around two forty ish, somewhere on that. Looks like a fucking like some sort of a, a, an action comic hero. He yeah, yeah, doesn't yeah. even look really like a real human. Yeah. And and he's huge. He's just swoop muscles everywhere. And this motherfucker moves like a cat. Like, it's creepy to watch him. It's creepy to watch him jump on dudes and punch them, because you're like, Jesus, he's not supposed to move that quick. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. It's, it's uncomfortable. <laughs> and one of the reasons why he can move so quick is he's a real athlete. Like yeah, he yeah, stretches yeah. everything out. He doesn't just do. You, if you're doing Olympic cleans, and if you're doing deadlifts, and if you're doing, like, power squats, you have, whatever time you spend doing that you should spend twice that amount yeah, of time yeah, stretching yeah. out yeah. and getting deep tissue massages yeah. so for every two hours you're lifting it should be four hours two hours deep tissue and two hours stretching that's not bullshit you like you really need to stretch everything it takes a long time oh, to yeah. really I'm, stretch
0: I, I i that i don't fuck around because when i first got into crossfit i i thought it was cool that you only had to work out for like sometimes three minutes the workouts are sometimes three minutes. Really? Yeah. If, you, if you're good at it, like a Fran, a good Fran time is, th- is three minutes. What is a Fran? Fran would be uh, uh, a 95-pound uh, thruster, uh, 21 times, then 20. What's a thruster? How's thruster a thruster Thruster a, is, a. Well, you got to clean it first, then you go into a squat, uh-huh. and then into a push press over your head. Okay. So you do that 21 times. Ooh. Then you go straight to the pull-up bar 21 times. Ooh. Then you do 15 thrusters, 15 pull-ups, then nine thrusters, nine pull-ups. Okay, so that's like ninety reps or something uh-huh. what you're doing you're done yeah you're you're fucking done yeah, and you're done. and uh or you know th- they have that scheme rep scheme with like you could do it with like handstand push ups and deadlifts oh. uh which is is a pretty tough one too and uh, so it's all just blowing it out blown out some of them are up to 20 minutes long some Jeez. of them are some of them are you know like fight gone bad uh what's his name the the wrestler uh did, or the the ufc fighter did uh-huh. i think it was dana white did it with uh crossfit they put it together and they said let's simulate a ufc fight so it's mm-hmm. like what are you five minutes and then a minute or what's around three five five, five minute round. so it's and how many? Three? Three in the, the regular fights and five in championship yeah. and main event fights. So this is like five five-minute rounds with one-minute break and in between each one. And you row, then you do push presses, box jumps, everything. And you do as many reps as you can get in of these things, like a minute each. And then you switch to the next thing for a minute. And it's five things in, in five minutes. Then you take a minute break, five. And they asked him afterwards, they're like, what was that like? You know, Was that like a fight? He goes, it was like a fight gone bad. Ha. And, and it just it beats the fuck out of you yeah. but I used to go into the gym without warming up thinking I could do it oh god and and I could but then I developed so many issues with like bad back bad well, knees well let me bring this every,
2: up then because tendinitis uh, Steve Maxwell is a guy that I uh, trained with a bunch of times a uh, a brilliant guy really well known for being a fitness guru and he thinks that those high repetition deadlift things that get done a lot in right. crossfit he said you're not supposed to do that that's not how those exercises well, are designed well you know, yes too yes, much potential for injury there. yes
0: and no i mean i'm sitting here right now with i've got a bad disc because i did 155 pound power clean or squat squat what was it? 155 pound. Dude, why don't you
2: stop fucking around and take jujitsu. <laughs> Just learn how to strangle people. I don't like to roll around with men. I'm do you too- will when you choke the fuck <laughs> out of them. Listen, man. I do it, have aggression. Cool. I do have aggression. Of course you I do. would probably like that. Yeah, Well, yeah, you would love it. You're a man. You're, um, it would help you tremendously. You're so into fitness, but you're not even getting the rewards. Out I know. Of it. You're this, not like this, getting a
0: skill. This workout I did the other day it was 155 pound uh, squat clean and jerk. Thirty times, Ugh. as fast as you can do it. See, that's
2: where Maxwell has an issue with it. He's, well, but he, he's, his issue is that when you're doing these high rep exercises, there's just too much potential for fuck ups. Here, here's he, he's right,
0: and and I hurt myself because I, uh, talking to Sean Waxman, who's an Olympic lifting like expert, you know, he was like a national champion or whatever. He. I don't have my technique. I mean, it, that's a high technique thing. If you're an Olympic yeah. weightlifter, it has to be so precise. It's yeah. like fucking ballet, how good you have to be it's at your so technique. It's so
2: scary when they have that one when they lock their arms. Yeah, and overhead and squat. It, and, and it's overhead press. And the, the fucking bar is, like, way too heavy for them. You know they just oh. got up there with trickery. Uh, you know, they did some, <laughs> they did the some crazy...
0: some snatch is fucking unbelievable. And
2: it, it's wiggling over their head. You're like, my God, if that falls in your skull, you're done, son. Yeah, yeah, You're yeah, dead. done. Dead and uh I saw a guy get crushed by uh, a bench once. He was benching, he went way over his head, and he fucking his arm just gave out, and it clank comes down on him hard. It goes to his neck. Everybody's screaming, they're running over and pulling the, the weights off of him. It was fucking pandemonium. You, you can
0: spend five hours on YouTube crying your eyes out, laughing at weightlifting wait, wait, fails. and the best <laughs> is the guys passing out after a lift. That's the funniest. Oh, with a guy black black do like out. a big deadlift and then. <laughs>
2: fall forward on his face guys have died from that guys have
0: had hernias or uh, rather aneurysms i had a uh one time in the middle of a workout i had uh, i think it was an exertion headache or something where just i knew like and i try never to quit i just looked at everyone and i went i'm out i'm out because oh. my head started like pulsating Ooh. and and it was a lot of time they teach you to like you know a lot of times you were taught like breathe in and then on the downward, on the, on the eccentric and on the concentric, you you exhale. But a lot of times in our kind of lifting, they say, hold your breath because it locks your core. If you hold your breath throughout the whole lift, like what? up, down, and then once you finish the lift, exhale, it, it locks your core together. It locks your spine in. It keeps more control. Huh. So like just hold, take a deep breath, hold on the way down, hold on the way up, exhale. So I was doing that, and all of a sudden it was like, like I popped something in my Whoa. head, and I went, fuck, I'm going to die. Like, Whoa. I really thought aneurysm or
2: something. And I what went, if it
0: was? It was just a little mini one. Don't tell me that. Cause aneurysms. That, well, actually, that's the way to go. That's the
2: you're out, you're, you're dead, you're gone. Unless you're like my grandmother. Oh. My grandmother God. had an aneurysm. They gave her seventy two hours. She lived twelve years. Oh. But she has nice. Sicilian peasant genetics. <laughs> those fucking those peasant genes. Those brick carrying savages. That's a, a hardy people. She survived. Oh. Yeah, you know, no one ever took care of them. their health? Everyone was just eating Italian food. It was always meatballs and lasagna. I would go over to their house. It was just ridiculous. My grandmother always made homemade pasta, homemade everything. Everything was fucking sausages and <laughs> sauce, and it was just aneurysms. It was just uh, cholesterol. It's like all waiting to happen. Uh, so she aneurysms. she lived for twelve years. My grandfather had to take care of her. It was uh, it was amazing to watch, man. It was amazing to watch. It was one time this is. Really, I mean, it's very sentimental, but it was. He um, was standing over, and she couldn't wipe her ass. She couldn't do anything, man. She had bed sores. He had to turn her to make sure that she didn't, you know, have bed sores. He had to, and she would still get them. You know, she's in bed all the time, just constantly rubbing up for twelve fabric years. For twelve years, oh. and she could. Bar- she was barely lucid, and she would make crazy noises. And sometimes she was there, and sometimes she wasn't. But she was essentially trapped in her own body for the rest of her days. And um, it was hard, man, because I was uh, living with them at the time for a little bit. When I first moved to New York, I didn't have enough money for my own apartment. My grandparents lived in uh, New Jersey, Newark, New Jersey. They'd been there since, like, the 30s when it was an all-Italian neighborhood. Now it'd become this, like, hodgepodge of, like, third-world people, really poor black people. It's, like, it's not a good neighborhood at all by any stretch of the imagination. And my, uh, you know, they'd just stayed. It just had become their neighborhood, and they just dealt with it. And my grandmother was just in a bed all the time, moaning, oh. just in agony and pain. And one time she says to my grandfather, like, you're too good to me. Like, I don't deserve you. You're, like, she she, she, she was lucid, like she could, yeah, sometimes, she could talk. It Sometimes she would say something like that. But it was really garbled. Like, I don't want to do an impression of it out of respect, but it sounded like someone who was pretty fucked up. It didn't oh. sound like the way I just said it, like, you're too good to me. She couldn't talk like that. It was... It was a long, it was drawn out. It was difficult to get the sentence out. And, you know, he told her he loved her and she wow. was his wife. It was pretty crazy. It was, it made me cry. And then uh, she died. It was one of those classic things when she died, he died a year later. Yeah, my God, grandparents did awesome. that. My
0: grandparents 96, 96 they both lived too. And, uh, and uh, he died and she went right after, like yeah, right the, after no they, will they both went stay. all the way to 96. And it was like, what else is there?
2: There's no will. I mean, you know, and it's like you, that's what life is supposed to be. It's supposed to be you get to a point where it's really, you know, you're you're accepting the fact that it's over because it's not good anymore.
0: Yeah, you, you ever read the book? Uh, oh, what's his name? The guy who wrote uh, "Man's Search for Meeting? No, um, it's a guy. He, he Victor 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 Hugo, I think. He uh, he was in a concentration camp and he made it all the way through, and he wrote this book on log- logotherapy. I think it's called or logotherapy, and he. He – it was amazing because he talked about all the people that survived and how they survived the concentration camp, being like stripped completely naked, having your hair shaved off your head, put in – like losing your identity, having no identity and being able to survive that. Like being stripped of everything in life that you ever had and having your whole – most of these people, their whole families were killed, were murdered. So like what do you live for? And I think that happened to him. His entire family was killed. So some people would still have someone. They'd be like, I want to live – to get back to my wife, or I want to live to get back to my child. His was I want to live to get back to help people, to show people how to get through something this atrocious. Like, like that, that was his will. But he said you had to have something. If you didn't have something you wouldn't make it. And he, he talks about, the, the most amazing thing he talked about was going uh, how, he said, sufferings like a gas it'll fill a room no matter how big it is. And he said like they were on the one train going to one of the concentration camps. And like, if you go over this bridge, you were going to the one where uh, they kill you. But if you make like a right turn, you're going to the one where you're gonna stay alive for a couple more weeks, it's a work camp. And they're in the truck and he said they're like cattle, you know, they've got them all pressed together, you can't breathe, you smell like shit and you're smothered and and it's all these other like concentration camp victims. And uh, you're, you're in there and it's the worst like worst like place you could ever be in your life like like mentally physically and you're going over this and you're thinking i'm going to die i'm going over this bridge and we're going to the death camp but you, they made like a right turn to go to the work camp for 2 weeks and there was like a cheer in in the truck like in the the car the train car that was like the greatest feeling in the world because they had two more weeks to live like they they weren't going to die and he said it's amazing that like you can be in that shitty of a position in your life, but experience have that like elation that's so high, like and it's it's kind of Buddhist about like living the moment. I mean, you're in a horrible, horrible place, but you can have these levels of like, like, fuck, that was like fucking amazing. I just fucking like 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 you remember the high highs of your life and one of them was at the lowest point of your life. Yeah, yeah, it's a fucking amazing book. It's it, I think is it? Did you look it up? Is it Victor Hugo? Victor, no. Victor.
2: I don't fuck, know. I can't remember his name. It's but called it's, *Man's Search for Meaning*. Man's it's an old book, a famous book. It is oh. a, a weird question when you try to figure out like what what are you here for? Like what is what is meaning? You know, if it is, if you the human mind looks at the future and figures out that there's a certain amount of time left, there's only a certain amount of time left if you're to believe that this world is real. You know, you really have a finite time as you, if you believe this world is real. It's yeah. funny you say that, because I, I had lunch with my sister the other
0: day, who's very intelligent. She's a partner in, like, the biggest law firm, and we started talking about it, and we disagree in a lot. Like, she's actually, she still believes in God and all this stuff, and I said something about if you believe this world is real, and she kind of gave the Descartes, you know, I
2: think, therefore I am, and I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, but how does he know he was fucking thinking? You know, like, how does he know... Well, it becomes entirely more possible as technology increases to envision a world some point in the future where it's going to be possible to recreate reality in an indistinguishable form. And it may have already happened. We may be in it right now. And that may be one of the reasons why life is so ridiculous is because sometimes, like in a lot of movies, there's some shitty writing. And in this movie, there's a dude named Wiener who likes to pull his dick out and show it to girls on the internet. He just happens to be a senator, you know, or John Edwards. He's what? what your wife's got cancer. Why don't you go fuck another chick and shoot a load inside of her? That'd be good for your presidential aspirations, you know. I mean, this this is real, John Edwards. Not only that, he's on trial right now, following his trial. They want to put that guy in jail. He almost became the president. He was a a real, like, or he had a real good shot at being the vice president with Yeah, he did look like the all-American kind of... He's a liberal, he's an intelligent guy, he's a lawyer, he fucking looks great, but he fucked around. But he was was bagging his camera woman. Tripped over his own dick. Yeah, and there, there apparently what happened wasn't just that. That's not why he's in trouble. Why he's in trouble is because of his uh, campaign, campaign finances. Financing. He apparently used some of the money to finance her living and right. him hiding her. So that's what he's, it's be, ama- he's it's being. It's amazing.
0: It's amazing as sh- has as scandalous or not scandalous, but as corrupt as campaign financing is, that they'll go after him.
2: Well, I think they wanted. That's to like make going a after point. a
0: guy for stealing money from a drug dealer. Like
2: right, that's funny. The money's yeah.
0: so shitty right. in campaign financing, the way it's coming in and how illegal and how how all these corporations are financing campaigns. Yeah. It's it's the it's the fundamental problem with America. You're right, but I mean, in
2: the in this instance, one of the st- one of the things about it is there's two very specific wealthy donors that he had courted. And so it was really like he robbed them of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He knew that his campaign was going to fall apart because he knew that his thing was going to I understand, exposed. but
0: those fuckers are buying influence. So that's what you get.
2: You, you know, you're, Maybe one of them is a wealthy individual, is a woman. Yeah, but
0: like if you saw the guy that was financing Newt's campaign or Santorum's uh-huh. campaign, these are just egomaniac. Uh, mm-hmm. Fucking rich people, super, super, super rich, mm-hmm. that that have done everything, and it's on their bucket list. And then they also have ideals like, you know, I think the world should be run like this, so I'm going to put money in the pocket of a of a politician, you know, with these super PACs now, mm-hmm. and the way they they do it, and they go, they're buying influence. Politicians. I I just read a great book, Lawrence Lessig. Uh, uh, Republic Lost, and I've felt this way for years, because I, I traveled all over the world doing comedy, and every country I went to, everybody yelled at me about America. Mm-hmm. Like, every single green room of every comedy club, no matter where I went, it, it was like I was the representative for America, and everybody wanted to fucking yell at me about my country, and and there was a lot I see wrong with America, a ton. But at a certain point, I started snapping, and I'd be like, fuck off, fuck off, do you buy Coca-Cola? Well, Coca-Cola pays for the politicians to get elected, so stop drinking Coke and then you can come bitch at me. Like, if you're putting money in the corporations' pockets, you're paying for these politicians to make the decisions. Most
2: people are born into a system that they have no control of, and to to blame us for what's going on with the military-industrial complex. (laughs) I had a joke (laughs) in my first album about it, like English people saying, "You're responsible for this. You're responsible for that." Like, your country. Well, well, me. I I don't even vote. I steal cable. Okay, (laughs) okay. You're not talking about me. I'm just a dude who got you know shot out of a vagina. Some some odd years ago, and here I am, and now we're yeah. talking. This is I'm responsible for this crazy fucking machine, and I can't fix it either. I'm 24 years old. Yeah. Okay, go fuck yourself. But there is a there's there's that feeling when you go places and you and feel it, like yeah, I
0: got it. I, ma- I ended up making a documentary film about it called America the Punchline about how why everywhere i was going comedians i'd be in hong kong i'd be in dubai i'd be in south africa they're all fucking making fun of america i always
2: apologize i always (laughs) apologize and say that i come to you from america i come to you from the balls of the dick that's fucking the world (laughs) that's where i live and that's a very common thing for americans
0: american comedians to apologize because it's that you have to you get there and there yeah i used to go on stage in england like back around 2003, 2004. Uh-huh. I would walk on stage and they'd go, the next comedian's an American. And I would do it for fun. I'd tell him, he'd go, what do you want as your intro? I'd go, just say I'm American. And they'd go, the next comedian's American. Boo! The whole crowd would boo. Wow. before they saw my act i'm like now i'm used to it after i go on <laughs> not not at the so beginning. you did
2: this on purpose and would you go up and just uh i
0: would do explain it explain uh, yeah no, it. no 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 <laughs> in the beginning i would apologize like uh-huh. when i first started going to england and all over the world i would apologize and then i got to the point where i'm like I-, I knew where i could stand and i was like and i liked that i just roped them in on it like oh, you just booed me now 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 i'm able to come after you right cuz it was funny like i was i wasn't doing well over there when i would be like oh i'm sorry you know i'm right. sorry but when i'd be like really you know who who's our ally <laughs> Yeah. you know how are you pointing the finger at us when you're you fucking right there with? well even
2: them. that I mean you're talking about well really man you think Triple H doesn't work for the Alliance the, the, when, we, I'll tell you what when you're talking nonsense well, yeah. no, you, you mean even saying that I don't know what the fuck they're doing do you know what they're doing Who's allies what does that even mean <laughs> what, what's involved in this alliance <laughs> where are the lines yeah are Jesus. I just was watching yesterday they're saying
0: that Pakistan and Afghanistan are about they, they might go to war with each
2: well there was a theory <laughs> that someone said to me it was Don Duncan Duncan Trussell said, "There's a theory. I believe he was quoting it, but the, what it was was that the idea is that as the world falls apart, really, it's your own reality that's falling apart. It's just the the reality of the world is that it's really a piece of your imagination, and that as the world gets more and more chaotic, and we move closer to the, the end of the Mayan calendar, and this nuclear war is a threat in the back. What all that really is, Fukushima's meltdown, the pollution in the oceans." Get, it is really your own reality of your temporary existence in this plane is coming to an end. I believe so that, too, sort of. Maybe. I mean, that's what we were talking about earlier. We were talking about, like, whether or not life really is a work of fiction. I mean, I wouldn't say that I believe it, but I don't not believe it. Yeah, that's, uh, uh,
0: that's what I said, because I don't know what I know.
2: That's yeah, not- I've, I've I mean I've, I get a lot of shit about these crazy what if scenarios where you stop and think about it and you're like what if this and what if what if this is uh, this is artificial but at a certain point in time we know that's going to happen if you look at like what you see now what just look at this. The fact that I can get on this laptop and I can just watch movies and I can and, and interact with people and exchange information and the, and the graphics are incredible and the photos are high definition. This is just one step in a process that is not going to stop unless resources run out and we all wind up being fucking zombies and cannibals. I mean, this is really the only way. Civilization is going to have to fall apart for us to lose our obsession with the direction the technology is moving. There's never going to be a time where we go, you know what? We have enough technology we're cool with this what we have to do is clean up our mess no
0: but but there also could be the chance of a solar flare or something that just wipes it all out where then the earth starts over again, like yeah. an ice age or something, where we start from ground one again, where we start... Super possible. And, and then you, and you think about if we evolve from, or not if we evolve, but as we evolve from apes or where apes came from, wh- originally what they came from, and that whole millions and millions of year process that has to start all over again, and they might not get... Like, we don't even know. if. How do we even know if we have gotten the... The the furthest along
2: You know what's really fucked up man When you look at those pictures Of like what we evolved from You know Australopithecus And all these dudes That lived like a million years ago That's not that long ago It's amazing That it go from a million years To today And look how much different we look Than every other ape like, one ape started standing up, and by the way, there wasn't just one of us. There was a, a gang of us, different species, a lot of them that never made it, like the Flores, the Hobbit Man that they found recently. That As recently as I think it was 10,000 years ago, they were living, coinciding with human beings. What's the Hobbit Man? They're little like? Hobbit people, little tiny people. A, t- really? a tiny race of human beings on an island are that they, they found. Are they maybe like... A complete what complete d- separate. What dwarves are today? No, no, no. They're they're <laughs> tiny people. They're they're in proportion. A dwarf is the idea is that it's a genetic anomaly in their body. They have short arms and yeah. a, you know, a large we, head. And, we we had on talking shit my
0: podcast the other night. We had uh I think it's dwarf. No, midgets. We no, You're not allowed to say no, that. They don't they, this, they explained it. We had I I had as our guest I had three dwarves. But and, no, is
2: a dwarf a, a proportionate person who's very n- tiny? No. There, Which one is the proportionate? That's are There's tiny?
0: so many different types of it. That they were explaining all their types, like uh, Tanya Lee Davis and uh, Nick Novicki and Brad Williams were all on the show, and they were all explaining that they all had. I think the three of them had three different types of dwarfism, and then they talked about if they were to have sex and have a child, like there's a twenty five percent chance that it could acquire, like that. That and they know all this because they go to like the Little People of America convention, which I went to this year, which is fucking amazing. Um, and they they study all this stuff and they know like uh, they've – I think they've isolated the gene that causes causes dwarfism and uh, they know what it is. And they – through like gene therapy and everything – not gene therapy or what, you know whatever they do like stem cell or whatever, they might be able to prevent it from happening in the but future. But they can't reverse it. No, they can't reverse it, but they might be able to prevent it from happening. And I think a lot of dwarves were upset about this saying like – You're gonna kill our species. Yeah, like, like, is something wrong? Sexy,
3: or can they just modify the gene to make like sexy dwarfs? Because I think if they did it right, it would be cool. Well, well, I have a friend in Australia. This guy, uh, Iman,
0: who is 41 pounds, and he's full grown, and he is the smallest man you'll ever see, and he's a stand-up comedian, and he is fucking tiny. And he has a thing, I think it's called Rima disorder, if I'm if I'm right. And it, the only other person in the world that has it is his sister. And her oh name's Rima. God. And uh, he just looks like a miniature person. Whoa. Like everything's proportionate. Everything. Whoa. Even his cock. And, uh, How do you know? No, he know. claims it's big. How
2: on. tall is he? Yeah. He's, uh, Backpedal. Two I, feet?
0: I would say. <laughs> he's, like two he's, feet he's, tall? he's He's about up to your thigh. Midway up your thigh. And, uh, wow, that's crazy! I mean, he's tiny. He's a funny comedian, really funny. Really, yeah, yeah, yeah. hilarious. And I've gotten him wasted, which is fun. Like, I how much I, can he drink? He had wine, one wine cooler. Smokes pot, like a what? fiend, like a fiend, and drinks. Like I saw him one night, probably have six gin and tonics. Whoa! And I was—he's got long hair too, which is funky. And I, I had to hold his hair because he was puking outside. Oh my god! And I ended up—I ended up carrying him about. 20 blocks home, you like a, like, a ba- block? like a
2: baby. No, you didn't.
0: Like, I had to carry him in my arms. That's like a good a baby. crossfit. That's like a farmer walk. That's <laughs> a good crossfit. Well, well, side first, side. I had him did on my shoulder. Did you do it shoulder. like a sandbag? <laughs> did you get him in a gable grip? <laughs>
2: first, I had him on my shoulder like a parrot. Did, did you get him <laughs> in the guillotine grip. It's an odd grip. It's like this. You got a palm outward and the other one inward. It's really good for guillotines. And then, <laughs> and then I just took him back to my house and, uh, and I let him pass out on my couch
0: because uh, he was just so fucked up and he would have had to get home. And I was like, Where? you know, you don't want like a
2: stumbling dwarf walking around the street. Well, what today. is he technically? He's not a dwarf, right? He has this thing called Rima disorder. Right. But what, this, what I'm getting at oh, is... Oh, do like the do, they don't like the they, word they midget. They don't like the word midget. They hate the word midget because... But it used to be that there was like midgets and dwarves and they were two different things.
0: Midge, midget comes from the word midge or something, which is an insect. Right. So you're calling them an insect. And they also don't like it because their whole lives they've been identified as look at the midget. Mm-hmm.
2: And so it's not like... <sighs> it just seems so weird that the name change is going to change anything. It's, isn't it really the intent with, you know what I mean? I
0: agree, but I think uh, I think it's like when you look at like when I say like cracker, the word cracker doesn't hurt anyone. Right. Nobody's ever gone that obsessed. And I'm, I'm one for, like I say on stage, I say absolutely every word I could possibly think of. I have a joke about him. I go, my best friend's a... He's a midget. He's a real life dude, do- 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 and he hates the word midget. He, he says that's the most offensive thing you can call a little person. And I'm like, what about nigger midget? And that's a that's a lot more offensive because <laughs> it's not like your people are enslaved, except in the Wizard of Oz. But they like I understand where they're coming from, that their
2: whole life... Because I've been with them. I feel like you got to just give it to them just because they got dealt a shitty hand. If that's going to make you happier that we won't say midget, then I won't say midget. Yeah, I've, know, I've walked, owe them that. I've walked down the street
0: with them and you, it's amazing. Like When you're with a black person, people aren't pointing at this day and age yelling, look at the N-word. But when you're with a little person...
2: People fucking point and yell. Do you watch Game of Thrones? Look at No, everyone's telling me I have to. That one little dude who's on the I don't know his name. I should probably well, look it a up good for actor. the purpose. Fucking brilliant. He steals the show. That got show's goddamn Is good. that the
0: famous uh the famous little guy? Yeah, the one uh, old uh Dinklage or uh, P- Peter.
3: Yeah. He just won something like that. Yeah, whatever. He, he's he's really a, good. Yeah, man. he's a great actor. He's
2: the best actor in the show. He's well like Nick who was on
0: anyone. Nick who was on our podcast the other night. Is in uh, Boardwalk Empire. He's the fighter. Do you know Nick? Nick Novicki?
3: No, I thought you said Lipnicki before. he's he's kind of a midget. <laughs> no, <laughs> isn't he your buddy? Yeah, that well, buddy? I had him on a podcast. You guys once. Are tight. No, So John Heffron's buddy. buddy. Oh yeah. He chokes half run apparently. You know, I would do jujitsu. <laughs> like you, I'm kind of with you on the that that and a couple other reasons, but uh, I would do jujitsu if somebody like Ronda Rosie uh, it took like five other of the hottest girls, and it was just like you All right, with them. You have to choose one of these girls every day. You get to choose, kind of like you know, like uh, like uh, the Bunny Ranch, and then you choose which one you want. And it's no gi, and you they'll teach you jujitsu. I would do it that way. Teach you,
0: yeah. But listen, I've they'll wrestled fuck you up. Dude. I've wrestled women.
3: No, not if you're just training. If they're just being teachers, they'll they won't. You no, know, they'll fuck. So. You. I wrestled two I girls in up. a jello.
0: <laughs> I wrestled two girls in a jello wrestling contest for a radio promotion, and. uh I said to the girls beforehand, I go, hey, and these weren't UFC girls; they're just girls. And I go, hey, let's take it easy. No one needs to get hurt here. Like I know I can't be, I can't fucking beat the shit out of them. Everybody's gonna be like, you're an asshole. So I know they're just gonna club the shit out of me. So I'm like, I had watched during the Jello wrestling. I was the only guy in it. <laughs> it was all chicks and me. And the the round before me, a chick, the bottom of the, uh, it was just like one of those inflatable pools, right. The bottom of the pool was just on cement, so they're wrestling on on a uh, piece of nylon over cement. Oh Jesus! And I watch this girl pick up a girl slammer, and her jaw hits the ground, and I hear oh, the girl go, my. "I think I broke my jaw." Oh my! And I'm like, "This is fucking." And then I'm going in next, and the girls are taunting me, and they're going, "We're gonna kick your ass." It's this on is after. Yeah, you can watch it on YouTube if you if you Google Eddie Ift uh, Jello wrestling, you can watch. So the girls are are fucking. Beating the fuck out of me, oh, no. beating the fuck like I had scratches and blood coming on, like, and I'm going calm the fuck down, like this is a show, not like, and and they're gouging at me and all the so finally I just was like all right that's it so I thought what can I do I can't fucking hurt them so I just started like pulling off their 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 bikini tops yeah. and bottoms nice and I was like at least th- that's where they'll become defensive. So right. if I just start showing their titties to everybody, right? I, you know, I win. I look like the good guy. The crowd likes me, and sure enough, uh, I accidentally fingered one of them. I think. Oh. No, no. <laughs> uh, one, of the, one of the chicks you can watch. I pick her up and body slam her, and you just hear her go, "I broke my fucking nose." You blood everywhere. You body slammed her, <laughs> and she broke her
2: nose. They were beating the fuck out of me. Oh wow! <laughs> oh my god, dude! They're beating the shit out of you. What is the name of this? How does how will uh, someone search this? I think it's this? on YouTube. Eddie Ift uh, Jello wrestling. Yeah. Oh my god, dude! They're trying to fuck you up.
3: <laughs> uh,
2: so you weren't on the offensive; you were just being defensive here. Yeah. Because I got to tell you, I think I could take these two bitches. Yeah. Yeah, But, like, what do you do? Oh, yeah, you got her bra, almost. You know what, dude? You tried to be gentlemanly even how you took off her bra. (laughs) Oh, shit. Oh, Oh, that bitch totally broke her nose. And she's laughing about it. What a psycho. Oh, my God. That chick's a psycho. What, What do you do in that situation? I don't do that. I wouldn't do it. <laughs> I don't like. I don't like me when I get mad.
3: You try to finger. I,
2: that sounded like the Hulk. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Oh, I, I, tickle, don't, tickle. I don't. Wanna get, uh, I don't want to get physical. I don't want to ever put myself in a position where I, I'm physical with a chick, at all. Like that. Me neither. And I like in high school one time I had a girl. I
0: beat up her brother, and uh, like it was a fair fight kind of thing. I beat him up. We had a fist fight. I won, and she was older, like two years older, and she was like the biggest burnout, fucking hardcore like crazy bitch in the school. And everybody's like, you're dead. She came to get me and she beat me up in front of the whole high school. Like she was just slapping me in the face and punch. And I just had to sit there and take it. And I wow. just sat there and just took every punch. Like, and just,
2: I just kept calling her a cunt. There's this <laughs> woman, there's this woman who was a lesbian and she was also uh, uh like a really high level Taekwondo player. She was, she'd fought a lot of national tournaments, placed, she had been, she was like, she was very good. And um, she was uh, in the class, and she had this hard-on for men. Like, she would, especially men that weren't as good as her, she would beat the fuck out of them. Oh. She would be- she beat the fuck out of Steve. You know Steve Graham? Remember Steve? My buddy Steve? Mm-hmm. Beat the fuck out of Steve. And then I had to go with her next. And the only reason why my instructor paired me up with her was to punish her, because she shouldn't have been going with me. I was That was when I was like... I was a US Open champion, four time Massachusetts state champion. And I was a man and yeah. I was just a lot faster and stronger than her and bigger. And she fucking attacked me. She screamed like it was sparring. Okay, this is not a fight. This is sparring. And she screamed and just charged at me. And I put a whooping on this bitch. <laughs> I, I don't, I never <laughs> usually beat girls up, but I put a beating <laughs> on that girl. I didn't, hit her, I didn't hit her in her face. I only hit her in her body, and I, but I clowned her. I would like I would do things to her that I knew she couldn't do to me. I like would double kick her. Well, I would kick her with my left foot and then kick her with my right foot at the same time. to well, <coughs> just stand right in front of her. I just did a bunch of shit that she couldn't do to me. Cause, cause you're at such a disadvantage. Yeah, like I've always Mama, thought. About... I'm, I'm, yeah, it was, but, it was But all you're wrong. at a
0: disadvantage. Yeah, because like I've seen that where girls want to enter like that kind of sport, and I'm all for women playing sports. If you're, if you're an equal, that, that's fine. But in a sport like this, that there's a cultural exchange there that makes it like. Like football, you know, when a girl wants to play football, you know, how do you feel about hitting, like a guy, it's gonna get, it's like girls in the military. Well, it's
2: like, well, let me explain it to you when it comes to martial arts. It's real simple. You don't take advantage of anybody that's below you. you. You try to be as nice as possible to the underclass. When you don't, I mean, occasionally when you're sparring, especially with contact, like kicking and punching, someone gets knocked out. And, but you don't ever try to knock out someone mm-hmm. who's a, a lower rank than you. You always try to control yourself. Shit happens sometimes. People run into things or you catch someone funny and it just, you didn't know you were going to knock them out and they go unconscious. That would happen. But you should never do it on purpose. And when someone who's a black belt, like this woman was, went after this guy who had like fucking 20 knee surgeries, can't move that good. And he's not, you know, he's, he's only a green belt, he's just starting out, right. and she went and attacked him like it was a goddamn street fight. It was, there's a, there's a level of aggression that people sometimes will take out on people in sparring. The only reason they do it is because they can. It's just bullying. That's all it is, it's straight bullying. She would go after guys and beat the shit out of them. But I see her spar women, nothing like that, man. When she would spar women, she would take it easy on them. She would, she would pull her punches and kicks. She was trying to knock guys out. There was, a, there was a real aggression to it. She charged after me, man, like screamed at me. I was like 19. And when I was 19, I, I, was, I was half crazy. And I was not taking it from some bitch. I put a beating on this chick. I stomped her in the chest, I remember like not not knowing how to hit her so that it was more of a push than a kick but just to let her know what's up launched her to the air and she skid on her butt and then i chased her down and then (laughs) stood over and then i let her get back up and then i just started beating on her i'll never never forget this because i was it was a real moment of my life where i i said i am not going to hurt her I am not going to hurt her because my instincts were to knock her unconscious. My instincts were to kick her in the face. I was like, I'm going to kick this bitch in the face. And, but I can't, I just like, there's no way you can do that. Yeah. So it was a, it was a, it was a battle because I was in a fight with a Cause, woman. Cause if, Cause if it was a guy and he took advantage yeah. of another guy like that, you would, that's
0: your thought is yes. I'm going to knock this guy out. Exactly. I'm going to kick him in the face. He's, he deserves this. But then you go, I have to uh, make a concession here because this is a woman. So, yeah. he,
2: so you have to like, I mean that, there were, there were times in the gym where it just became all out fights. And uh, luck, there was two times wh- th- that I could really remember. One of them, unfortunately, was when we had concrete floors. Mm. We only had office carpeting over concrete floors and we would spar full contact. This is no bullshit. And this was a, a hardcore fucking school. We would fight in these these Taekwondo tournaments and they were scary, but the training was scarier than the fucking fights. Because at least the the training, you know, would you would be with your friends. It sounds like Fight Club. Yeah, (laughs) you you know all their shit, and and they're all preparing, and you're gonna have to fight them four or five six times. When you're fighting, you're probably gonna fight someone who's not as good as your training partners, and you're not gonna have to fight as many times. You know, it's like it was way easier. But like new guys would come in all the time, and it would wind up being just a brawl. That's all it was. I mean, I can't remember how many times we had to drive people to the hospital after we fucked them up because we would get in these situations where a guy would come in from another school and you usually weren't that good, you know, and they would get they would get cocky or insulin and the, the instructor would let them get, join class. Like, go ahead. Put your clothes. Would you like to join our class? We can have the first class for free. And we know we were just supposed to beat the fuck out of this guy. So it was like it was completely irresponsible, but that's how it was handled. When anybody was uh, out of line and they came to the school, it wound up being a street fight, it, and on concrete. It was just a thin office carpet on concrete. So this is how I essentially grew up, from age 15 to 21. That's all I did. So when some chick is screaming at me, chasing after me, you know, like she's gonna like attack me after I watched her just beat up my friend, you know, there was that was not happening, but it was. It was a, a a milestone for me where I was able to not hurt her. You know, it was like very important. because so I was like 20 pounds heavier than her. It was totally unfair, but I was able to not hurt her. Very important.
0: Well, I was, uh, I don't know if it was the night we did your show, but uh, I was at a comedy club one night. Uh, and afterwards, there was a, there was an argument. I was, I, I had headlined there or something. There was an argument about, buying drinks or something and a couple had argued with a waitress and the, the women were fighting. The, 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 the girl that didn't want to pay her bill was arguing with the waitress at the comedy club and they were screaming, yelling at each other. It pours out kind of into the street and uh, the a waiter stands up for the waitress. Uh, um, uh, this black dude standing up for the waitress going, hey, you know, you need to, to back off, blah, blah, blah. And so then her husband gets in. So it's the black guy and the husband, who's a Mexican dude. So black guy, Mexican dude, and the Mexican guy's wife is standing behind him. And they're arguing, and they're about, it's escalating into a fight. And you can tell the Mexican dude does not want to fight. But he's hes standing his ground, but he doesn't want to fight. You know when two guys are going, and the black dude's like, yo, get the fuck out of here. You know, you pay your bill, get the fuck out, blah, blah, blah. And the Mexican, fuck you, fuck you. A lot of fuck yous. Right. You know, when a fight's escalated. Yeah. But you can tell no one really wants to fight. His wife comes over the shoulder and punches the black dude from the comedy club that works there oh, in the face.
2: Oh, no. And
0: I see the whole thing and I thought to that myself, d- that I've dumb never. Bitch. But, and, and, and what I thought should have happened right there is the black dude and the Mexican dude should have high fived and beat the shit out of his wife <laughs> like like cuz she just got two guys in a fight yeah. who who, yeah. like one guy didn't want to
2: fight and probably was going to get his ass kicked
0: yeah right. her husband didn't want to fight oh. the black dude just wanted to break up and now she's got now oh. they they have to fight each other which they did oh. and by the way the black dude got a good punch in on her too.
2: really <laughs> yeah. yeah. okay oh, she
0: hit him he hit her oh right back God. he hit both of them oh. as he should cops craziness cops show up and they're like what happened i'm like take her take her there's your problem. I had an right ex-girlfriend there.
2: take a swing at me once.
0: That, that's that's assault.
2: Have you ever had an ex-girlfriend? Oh or, yeah, I've had a couple. <laughs> that's the <laughs> darkest moment ever when you really. Oh my god, this, someone is fucking punching me. A girl punched me on a set once too. She didn't quite catch me. I put my hand up just in time. I was doing this show. It was for Merv Griffin, and uh, uh, it was a, a law show, like a like a courtroom show. Called we were gonna call it like Rogan's Law. Yeah. It was like I wasn't really a judge, but I would like decide your cases. <laughs> it's been done since then. Again, I think Paul Mooney did yeah, an, yeah, a yeah. Oh, of it. Yeah, yeah, I think. Not, no, no, my rare does yeah, it. Yeah, Comedy Court. Right? Yeah, exactly. And then someone else did it too. There was another one. I don't remember who the other comic was too, but anyway, the, so the it's a funny idea. It could have been fun, but they had a bailiff or a, whatever it was, a, a, a court bull. reporter, court reporter, and she was this chick, professional hot chick, um, little worn out, little weathered, yeah, you know, not a bad girl, but was partying fucking mm. hard. I mean, just redlining it. And uh, she was one of those girls that would come over and she would uh, flirt with all the writers. And I mean, this is like, she hadn't really done anything yet. Mm-hmm. She had a star on her back. And I go, why do you have a star? She goes, self-fulfilling prophecy. Ugh. She actually said that. Which is, that's how, I mean, you say whoa, man, but that's how a lot of actors think. Yeah. And but I tell you, before I had children, I looked at it completely differently because I used to look at it and go look at this fucking crazy bitch was fucking self-fulfilling prophecy. I would go aggro with it, right? Yeah. But now I look at it and I see a little kid that was just yeah. raised all fucked yeah, up, yeah, yeah. you know. She was only like 29 or 30 years old or something like that and she looked like she was closing in on 40. She yeah. looked 10 years older than her age yeah. and she was just hitting it hard. Yeah. And she probably was a great girl. She probably wasn't bad. She's they all need love or something. Yeah. They're all broken and damaged. They're all little children that just didn't get enough attention. They should
0: change the Hollywood sign to "Daddy didn't love me." Yeah, <laughs> it's true.
2: That's my problem. So um, anyway, um, she she goes out the night before we have to film, and uh, I don't know if she's nervous because this is like a you know this is like the first thing that she's ever done this pilot, and she gets coked to, to the gills. She stays up all night, and she shows up in the morning to film with no sleep no sleep and crashing hard. Crashing hard and going full psycho mode. And you know, I'm the one who's gotta take these cases. So they tell me um, what the subject of each case is, right? I, before I meet the people and they actually come up with the case, I sit down with a notepad and I start going, okay, well these are real problems. These people are like real issues. It's like, you know, I have to really figure out what this is and what's funny about it. And I'm trying to make it the. Another- so I'm sitting there writing, it's like, oh. God, I'm so tense. Joe, can you give me a massage? Can you give me a massage? Come over here. I go, you don't even have to do anything. I go, you're just sitting there. I go, you don't have to worry about it. I go, don't be tense. I go, I have to write all this stuff down. I have to, I have to ad lib. I go, we only, we're going to film in like two hours. I really can't. And just, you fucking asshole. You fucking asshole. I just ask you to be nice. I just ask you to be nice. And I'm fucking nervous. And, I'm... and it was just complete. 100% psycho. Yeah. She just did not have any connection with reality. There was no like rational uh, response to the way the conversation was going. You know, you should, like, if someone says, can I have a massage you know, and then you tell them that you're working, they should be like, oh, okay, sorry. I'm, what am I doing asking you for a massage? You should laugh about it. Like, silly me. Um, you're the one who needs I'll get somebody else to rub my back. Don't worry about it. But it was like this weird thing where she wanted uh, attention. She wanted, like, sexual attention. She wanted to be attractive. She wanted someone to, uh, to dote on her so that she would feel better. But she was just whacked out from the coke. Or whatever the fuck she was doing, meth or whatever it was. But she was clearly up all night and she was with her friend and her friend just had these these this thousand yard stare this just lost look in her eye like, you know, like these bitches had just been to Nam and came back with, <laughs> with their shoes in their hands, barefoot walking through the parking lot, looking to take a hooker bath in the, the dressing room sink. And I'm not bullshitting. So she's like throwing makeup on, but she's super frustrated because she's got heavy bags under her eyes. She's just gacked out of her head. Yeah. And so uh, they wound up using a girl who was an extra. They fired her. She took a swing at me. That's what I, I didn't get to right. the point like, of it. Yeah. She, she took a swing at me. And when, like, you, when you said no. I said, well, I was like, what are you talking about? I go, I go you're acting crazy. I go, we're, we're about to film this thing. I go, why, do you, why are you demanding so much attention from me? I go, Please. And she fucking just hauled back. And I'm like, no, this bitch is not hitting me right now. And like halfway in, I'm like, dude, you better get your fucking hand up. She's going to hit you in the face. Full swing. Yeah, full swing. Yeah, she she took a swing at me, man. And I, I like, caught it like last minute. I was like, oh, my God, you're hitting me? Really? I don't understand that because that's that's fucking assault. Yeah, that's what I said to that, her. That's, that's I was like, like- I was, which made her even more. I go, excuse me, that's illegal. I go, that's <laughs> assault. You can go to jail for that. You shouldn't be hitting people. You know, look, man, a man should certainly not hit a woman by by any stretch of the imagination. But a woman shouldn't hit men. Exactly. And men shouldn't hit men. But women, you're, you're hitting a man. You're crazy. That's like if I went over and punched a monkey or a gorilla or something like that. That thing would kill you. Yeah. What are you doing? You're gonna hit a man? Yeah,
0: somebody, I just saw something. Somebody said the, the, those bumper stickers. There's never an excuse for a man to hit a woman, and it's like there's never an excuse for anyone to hit anyone. Yeah, like, exactly. Like unless there's...
2: you're self self defense, unless you're trying to save your life or your consciousness, or or stop someone from beating somebody else up. But yeah, I mean, I girlfriend. Her punch... doing that, to a girl doing that to me is like me going up to Alistair over him and punching him. I'd How I'd would gr- I do that? He's gonna fucking kill me. I had a girlfriend punch me while I was in bed sleeping. Oh my god! I've oh. had that. <laughs> <laughs> Brian's all I casual. Didn't,
0: I, I, I didn't pay for it though. Right? Brian, Brian's all like, whatever, whatever.
3: <laughs> I, yeah, I woke up with fists just wailing on me. Yeah, oh, yeah, wow. that's kind of
0: what mine was. I, I, ki- I kicked a girl like I, she was living with me. I kicked her out. I was like, she was just, she was like out all night doing coke and not nice. coming home and shit like that. And I go, just fucking move, just get your shit out. of So I come home one night and her dog has shit all over my house, mm. like everywhere. And I go, and she was supposed to be home. And she just stayed out all night. Like, I was out, I come back, and her dog has shit all over my house, and she didn't, like... And I go, that's it, that's it. And she was a, she was hot, she was super hot, she was a stripper, and yeah, it was my fault. I know, you know, like you know. What are you talking you, about? It sounds perfect. Yeah, I know, but I mean, you, you, everything yeah.
2: sounds like it's in place. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> I'm
0: like, like when, you've got when, it all when, when, you, when, <laughs> when you when you when you date a stripper, it's like doing heroin. The first time, yeah. it's like, oh, this is fucking amazing, and then the next time, and your friends are all shaking their heads, <laughs> going, "Dude, you don't want to do this." It's, it it always ends up ugly, and it you're like, no, it, no, it, no, it, this yeah.
2: is this one's different. This one's different. So I've dated strippers that turn to be very nice girls, but uh, I have so so, so for real,
0: and I, I, I I'm friends with some girls that are dancers. But this one was fucking the psycho. She yeah, was a there's a lot of psychos out there. So I go, I go. You gotta, you, you gotta go. You gotta get out. I, I, and I called her on the phone. I go, I'm putting your shit outside my house, and and just come and get it and go. because She had a lot of stuff. I was like, just come get your
2: stuff. And go somewhere and go. See, that's what you fucked up. Because you, you made her come to you. You should never do that. What you're supposed to do is have it brought to her by the blackest dude you know. Yeah, and I didn't realize The that. biggest? Yeah. I black, scared. <laughs> whatever you know, if you don't get a black dude, a Samoan will do. Angry looking Samoan. Hopefully with some fucking visible tattoos near his neck. I, I, I came home and I was just like, fuck, the dog and
0: shit. I was so mad. I was like, but I didn't do it. I didn't put her stuff outside. Right but she came home enraged oh, no. and I'm just in bed sleeping and she just starts wailing on me. I go, like, oh. what the fuck? She goes, you're lucky. She goes, I almost called the cops and told them you had a gun. And I'm like, they would have taken me to jail. Like wh- how crazy are you? And uh, funny thing is I broke up with her since a, and uh, like years ago. And uh, I just Googled her to see what's going on. The only thing I could find is that she was arrested for assault. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I'm
2: like, some other dude got it. Yeah, well, some people grow up thinking it's okay to hit people. You know, I mean, especially like in the household, if they see their mom and their dad beating each other up, they grow up in that environment and they think that that's how relationships are. Mm-hmm. You get mad at someone, you lash out at them like a child. Uh, I've only, I, I, only I, I had one girlfriend do it, but she didn't really do it. She kind of half heartedly did it. She just was mad at me, and she was young, and we were both young. She was like 20, I was like 21. She sort of took a swing at me, kind of, like I ducked <laughs> under it. I had a girl, I had a girl kick me, I think the
0: only time, I I've, I think I've called a girl a cunt to her face like a, only a couple times in my life. Um, in, 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 in New York, I'm getting a taxi That's one not night. living any gift. <laughs> Unless you have too many to count.
2: Um, <laughs> I said to their face. Uh, oh really, yeah. that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Um, uh, <laughs>
0: I'm standing on the street in New York City. It's 5 in the morning. I've just come out of a bar. I've been drinking all night. And I hail a cab. And you know how, like, sometimes you'll be standing there and somebody else has been waiting longer than you, but they're down the street a bit? Right. I'm waiting. I hail this cab, and it stops for me. So I open the door, but she sees it stop for me, and she's been waiting. She comes running up the street to where I am, and she's, like, screaming. So I, like, stop and look. And she pulls back and she's got on those fucking New York City fuck me boots, you know, that they all wear the black leather high, you know, like, like knee high boots. She pulls back and kicks me in the shin as hard as she can. And it felt like a chip of my bone came out of my shin. Oh, man. And I just looked at her and I went, you cunt. And as cunt was coming out... it didn't even get to fully come out because her her right fucking hook hit me right in the face. Like, she punched me as I said, cunt. And I'm like, you fucking psycho. And I was so angry that I did not know what to do. I look at her boyfriend and I go, and I look at her and I go, and I had like a bunch of dudes with me too. I go, I'm going to beat the fuck out of him right now. He's going to die because you did that. I'm like, I'm going to fucking kill him. I'm like, you're fucking dead, dude. You're fucking dead. And, and he just grabbed her. He goes, come on, let's go. Let's go. Because I couldn't like
2: do anything to her. Yeah, you could. I, I should have had her arrested. You palm strike her right in the <laughs> nose. Just an open hand like this smack <laughs> just a good gorilla slap the nose so I know so what the fuck is up. Mad. and you know I, I've, I have a, these conversations before with people and there's there's some people that have this really black and white thing with women like you cannot ever hit women yeah which is that's crazy a woman will stab you that's okay? true. a woman a woman will kill you I, I know a dude who got killed by his wife okay don't tell me you should because guess what if a woman pulls a gun on you you should punch her in the face if you can it's, yeah it's the way to save your life yeah to say that you shouldn't of course you shouldn't go out of your way to do it and you know and when I say you know that I've I've called a lot of women cons. It's because I've lived, motherfucker. Okay, <laughs> I've been a goddamn stand-up comedian working in bars for 23 years. You don't think I've, oh, like, i don't, run across I don't, I don't a few? I don't dozen count times, on stage. I've for, called a million. But I mean, for some, for some people, um, you know, like I, 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 I get accused sometimes of being a misogynist because I'm just honest about it. But no one loves women more than me. My house is filled with women. My daughters are all women. I have women everywhere. I, mean, I have a girl cat. I love women. <laughs> I just don't. I just castle. don't like. I do. This girl. Every my house is half pink. But. I I don't like cunts. I yeah, love yeah. I love women. I love nice people. I love nice men. I don't like douchebags. Yeah. You know, but it's a weird thing and we've brought it up before but it bears noting and re- repeating. Why is it that if you have a problem with guys nobody ever says you hate men? Yeah. There's not even a
0: there is a word for it cuz I brought this up once. I said there's no word. I tried to write a joke about it. I said, you know, there's a word for hating women, misogynists, but there's no word for hating men other than lesbian. And
2: uh, <laughs> and like pe- Somebody, there is a word. Whatever for, the word is, nobody knows it. Yeah. But the, it, the important thing is it's not respected. It's, no. It's a weird thing. It's like we, women are allowed to, uh, you're, you're allowed to say things like that. And, and weak dudes are allowed to say things too. When a guy says you hate women, god damn it, that is one of my pet peeves. Like, you fucking pussy. You goddamn traitor. What team are you on? <laughs> A guy gets in an argument with a cunt, and you're like, I've I've seen it happen, man. There was a guy who did it to me once. We were at a club, okay? This is bad. And this is after a friend of mine had killed his best friend in a drunk driving accident. When I was in high school... I don't wanna say his name, Tim. Uh he uh lived right down the street from me, killed his buddy in a drunk driving accident. It was devastating. And I remember I'll never forget, Tim and I, we lived in the same neighborhood, and I was walking down the street, it was like a couple weeks after it happened. He still had the marks all over his face. He was walking up the street, and I was walking down the street. Whew, and I um I looked at him and I said, uh I said, What's up, Tim? He goes, What's up? And he just walked past me and I, 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 the fucking palpable feeling of sadness and regret and shame and horror. And the story was he was drunk and he crashed his car and the cops were standing over him when he woke up in the oh. hospital. And he said, the cop said something, something like congratulations. And he goes, what, what? And he goes, congratulations. You killed your friend. You're a fucking murderer because you were drunk and you killed your friend. So he tried to jump out the window. Yeah, and they grabbed him and stopped him from drunk jumping out the window. So it was. This was right after this happened. Okay, I'm doing stand up, and I'm on Martha's Vineyard, and uh, there's people, not Martha's Vineyard, Cape Cod, and people down the Cape would get fucking hammered. <laughs> and it was me and a couple other dudes, and um, one of them is this guy who was not a very funny guy, but he was like one of those guys that was always trying to be like. He was always trying to pick women's sides on everything. Oh, that that guy. He was like (laughs) super captain left-wing liberal, right? And these girls are um, heckling the show, and they're hammered. They're fucking hammered. And we're outside, and um, uh, we've we're, we're done our gig. The gig was a hell gig. You know, it was terrible. There was a hockey game going on. They refused to turn the game off. Instead, they just turned the volume down. So the hockey game's on, and people, every couple minutes, oh, they would yell for the hockey game. It was just one of those gigs that you had to do when you were young. <laughs> These girls are outside, and they uh, are about to get in their car, and they're fucking sloshed, and I am so angry. I'm so angry because I'm just thinking about my friend Timmy walking up the street, and I'm like, what the fuck? And I, and I go, look at these fucking drunk pigs. I go, it's not, it's not bad enough that you got to heckle at a comedy show and scream and yell and ruin everybody's night. Now you're going to go drunk drive, you fucking pig. You know? And they, they were just fat and sloppy and yeah. gross and just mutants. <laughs> and, and this guy turns to me and he goes, hey, man, I don't appreciate you talking about women like that. I go, I'm not talking about all women, you dumb yeah. fuck. I'm talking so about these, these drunk women, pigs. Yeah. I go, if those were guys, would I be allowed to, Captain Vagina, would yeah. I be allowed yeah. to call them pigs? Yeah. The fuck, of course I would. Yeah. These are cunt humans. Yeah. These are cunt humans. So
0: they're fucking five guys walking down the street in Ku Klux Klan outfits. Are yeah. you know, I mean, allowed to-
2: he like he like confronted me with it. Like I really don't appreciate you talking about women like that. Yeah, I've been in that argument a like million you, times. It's, it's, but Boston <laughs> had a lot of that, man. There was a lot of like. I, I always feel like that's
0: a, that's a there's that guy, that type of guy that tries to get laid. He can't that, get laid. That's and, the problem. No, but that's his that's his thing. Of course it is. And he, and he thinks that's his angle into it. Exactly. And it's so he's just as bad as anyone. Like it's his oh. it it. It's, It's fucked up. He's a traitor.
2: Yeah, yeah. But more than what I said earlier is really true. A guy who tells you that is a traitor. That's what he is. He's selling out his gender for a couple brownie points with women, so he could be close to them. Missus, can I sit by the fire? You've been such a good boy. (laughs) Sit by the fire. Thank you, my lord. Thank you. He just wants to be close and get scraps from the table. That's a guy who's never gorilla fucked a girl. He's never ripped a girl's (laughs) panties off or stuffed her into the corner of a couch and sweat on her. When you're fucking her so hard, you're dripping. Sweat off your chest under a face.
3: Mine yeah. collects in my chest hair yeah. and she puts her hands through it and just like that. Too, out. son.
2: You got to get some furious fucking going on to achieve those kind of levels of <laughs> of cool off, sweat, whatever. Some dudes just they, they they're born in this this crazy life with a weak hand. Everything's weak. Their parents are weak. Their genetics are weak. Their situation's weak. Their outlook's weak. Their character's weak. Their discipline is weak. They don't accomplish what they want. They don't have the courage to go after they want what they want to achieve. They don't ever become the man they wish they could be. So all they do along the way is try to define the boundaries for everybody else and tell everybody else how they should think and should not behave. And the, the guys that they hide behind, unfortunately, is a good one. The guys that you should be a nice person. It shouldn't be an asshole hates women. I mean, I've had, I've been around people that hate women. It's an ugly, ugly thing. When you hate all women, that's a really gross thing. I don't Man. like that at all. We've got a lot of those fans on our podcast. <laughs> I bet you do. <laughs> O&A has the most. O&A used to have these fucking awful. hater shows where they would do these comedy shows. They booed Dom Irera in Philadelphia. Oh, I've seen that. That's they, the famous one where Bill, Bill Burr, Burr went out yeah, and shit on Philadelphia yeah. for like 10 that minutes. That's the best. <laughs> it's one of the greatest comedy performances of all it time. It really is. And he keeps going back to the time. Seven minutes and
0: I'm doing all my time. The best line is when he makes fun of the Flyers, the Philadelphia uh, Flyers yeah. for wearing
2: slacks. <laughs> know, the best line is fuck you and fuck the Liberty Bell. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's fucking classic. I've
0: had those those shows where it's gone that wrong, yeah. you, and you're like, no, like none of them have ever been close to as good as Bill Burr's, like what he did up there. Because my my rant will last to a minute, maybe. You know, he with, did the I, whole ten. I minutes. hate all of you. I hope the fucking I hope the fucking ceiling collapses like where the Indiana State Fair. You know, I've I've said it all, but. He, That's a dated
2: reference. He son. Kept, Nobody <laughs> remembers him at a state fair. He, he, he
0: kept going yeah. and going and going and going, and it was like, and he was pulling out every reference. It was beautiful. Of every Philadelphia thing, the bridge and the Rocky. And that, it was. He like, goes, "You got real world champions here, like Joe <laughs> Frazier. Who do you worship? A fake guy from a fucking movie." It's so, fucking amazing. Yeah, he
2: he killed it. That I can't awesome. believe
0: with how often comedians snap. There's
2: not more videos of the there's snaps. There's a lot of videos of snaps, man. There's a lot. Of, there's a gang of heckler videos from me, man. Yeah. There's one from from last time I was up in um, in uh, Edmonton. There's uh, the, that, the, the was River was that- Cree. There's one. There's some some chick. She wouldn't sit down. I think I fucked with her for 20 minutes. It was ridiculous. Were you playing the theater up there? Or were you at River R- 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 Creek R- Casino? Okay. Yeah, that place is great. That's fun. <laughs> they do fights up there a lot too. It's a lot of MMA fans. They have the MFCs up there. I've been to Edmonton a couple times. They so have these cool. crazy shows. They take like you know pretty high level talent. Like a lot of those guys come up through there and wind up being UFC guys. You know, high high level guys. So they have like a good base of uh, mixed martial arts fan up there too. And plus, all
0: right, is China gotten into MMA at all?
2: Yes, they're getting into it now. Because the
0: the dude, the weightlifter Sean Waxman, was telling us how China is. uh, He's like, just wait till they get into CrossFit because he said, you know, Olympic weightlifting is massive there. He was claiming the Olympic weightlifting is like second to uh, soccer. Around really? the world as a sport, and it's just not recognized really in America. It's not a big sport in America. Really, but around the world, it's massive. Like in Russia and 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 China, China. And well, there's two billion people in China, and it's a fucking massive sport in China. And he's like, just huh. wait till these fuckers get into CrossFit. He's like, just wait because they're they're. And so I was thinking the same thing with MMA. I mean, are they? Do they have a history? Because because China also the way they. They put money into a sport and they like pull you out of your life you know it's kind of like russia used to and they're like you are going to be a javelin thrower that's what you're going to do for the rest of you you are going to be known as a javelin thrower like yeah like and if if they start doing the same kind of thing with mma where it's like they're taking young kids that look like they have the size the build the speed everything and going all right
2: you know here we go time to train you that doesn't always work though Really? You know, the funny thing is, it's like giving someone welfare. A lot of times, uh, you got to have yeah, the drive yourself. Yeah, you got to. Yeah. Sometimes the, the guys who make it through uh, like having shitty jobs and getting to the top. Those, so, like, Anderson Silva worked at McDonald's. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's there's there's something about that, you know. John Jones was a bouncer with a a, a young girlfriend who, with a child, you know. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, That's why that dude like, gu- like gutted sounds, it up and sounds became like a warrior. A, yeah, but it's true. I mean, yeah. that's the real story. John has uh, two children, and that's he would. That's why he uh, dropped out of college. He was going to wrestle for uh, Iowa. Yeah, but but if
0: if you gave them like more of a uh, like a foundation as a young kid. Let's say they had it as a kid, and, and they, weren't, they weren't pushed into it, but they were doing it a lot younger. What, what age do kids start like, uh, doing MMA? jiu-jitsu? Some of them start really young.
2: Some start four or five. Really? Yeah.
0: Somebody told me it's not good to have a kid do it, because they don't have the,
2: uh, the cognitive ability My two-year-old to- <laughs> and my four-year-old choke each other. I teach them how to choke each other. <laughs> I teach them how to tap out, because they, they naturally start wrestling on the bed. Yeah, yeah. So while they're wrestling on the bed, I teach them, this is side control, and this is how you get out of the guard. You don't want to be here, because here she can control you. I teach them real young. So this is a part of their their way their body's moving. Like, like, if you see my two-year-old and my four-year-old, they have jiu-jitsu matches. My two-year-old mounts her, and my four-year-old hip escapes, and she'll pull guard. It's fucking pretty wild to see. But it's just from showing them little natural moves. I don't teach them how to finish each other, but they do anyway. They choke each other, the, especially the two-year-old. The two-year-old, she favors a, a Fedor Emelianenko-style rear naked choke, where she grips like this and pulls it across the trach. She likes to trach choke you. She doesn't go for like the jujitsu leverage one. She she goes for a real nasty catch lock sort of a, a choke. That's it's so like funny. half run with, half run with his cats. Yeah. Yeah. Cat well UFC. they just it's natural. You know it's natural the kids roll around and play together. And you know, I just teach them how to get into better positions. Th- that's another reason I wouldn't do jujitsu. <laughs> I, I I I
0: used to uh, when I was a kid when guys would like wrestle in the pool I hated that because I always had this like fear. Like I surf a lot, Mm. and when I get hold downs, it's it makes me go fucking like I gotta go sit. What do you think about that
2: guy that got killed recently? Scion in in, um, South Africa. Oh, the the shark attack. Yeah,
0: yeah. I've surfed down there.
2: Have you ever seen sharks while you're surfing? Yeah,
0: the other day I was surfing and I I went to uh, duck dive under a wave. Was and it was about four to six feet or something. I go to duck dive, and. You duck dive, you you dip your board below you so it doesn't, the wave doesn't catch it, and then you go kind of under the wave. The wave's coming up on me in the face of the wave, and I just see a fucking giant fish shoot across in front of me. So it's like a (laughs) foot away from me, and all I can do is rather than like continue my duck dive, which would have been probably the smartest thing to do, I lifted like back, then thus like throwing me into a backflip. Like the board me, oh my fucking God. like board first, then my legs back over, boom, 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 like getting held down. You know. W- what is a duck dive? What you, 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 push you push the push board, under the nose of the board, under the wave, and so that the wave goes over you and doesn't take you with it. You actually don't take the force of the wave, oh. and, you, and you get through the wave, and you end up on the other side. This is on your paddle out. Oh, so, I see, I see, I see. So as I'm about to duck dive through it, on the face of the wave, I see the fish go... <laughs> right oh my through. god how big how many and feet? it must have been like four or five feet and i went away from you or long long and i just went ah, and went backwards and flipped and as i'm getting tumbled in the white water and going through the wash i'm like fuck like i'm uh, i'm getting held down so i'm no breath and i'm like fuck trying to get to the surface so that i can start swimming as fast as i can and uh i pull up and i look back to see if i see a fin or something and it's a seal and it's just uh, like
2: it's like laughing at me. <laughs> I caught a seal once accidentally. Oh. I cut the line when I saw it was a seal. We were fishing. Uh, and uh we were I forgot what we were trying to catch, but we were fishing with bait and all of a sudden the line pulls. It's a big and I think fucking, I have a giant fish. Yeah, that's fucking big. Yeah, it's a seal. But I've seen uh I've, It sucks though, you feel like shit. Oh, that would know? be terrible. It's it's like so, catching up. What is it? Is it a seal or a sea lion? Uh, uh, uh. What are they, they, sea lions or seals? I think they're two different things. I think they're sea 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 lions, the things that you see off of California, right? Aren't they?
3: Sea, Sea lions, yeah. No,
2: but I think what I saw the other day was a seal. I'm pretty sure it was a seal. You know what's really fucked up, man? Those leopard seals? Have you ever seen those things? I see
0: leopard sharks all the time.
2: Yeah, leopard seal is like, doesn't seem like a real animal. Leopard seal seems like something from Star Wars. It's a seal that's super predatory and has giant teeth and it's fucking huge. Really? Yeah, it was in that movie Happy Feet. It was like the, uh, the enemy in the movie Happy Feet. <laughs> and that's how I found that's out your about reference it. So oh, I and did. you found out it was real then. Yeah, no, or was, was it Happy Feet or was No, it was the actual March of the Penguins. It was the yeah. actual March of the Penguins because uh, that's, that's their, their main enemy. That's what leopard seals eat. Uh, penguins. That's like their main food. They're so scary. They kill people. They've killed people. They they recently killed a photographer. Some woman got attacked and mauled. Yeah, there's it. all kinds of things. I've got crazy scientists sto- or Crazy stories of a dolphin. I've seen. Uh... But have you ever seen a leopard seal? No I've never pull, seen. A... Pull up a photo, man. It's I, kind of, it's kind of freaky.
0: I had uh, the shark alarm went off on me in Bondi, Australia. What? What does that mean? I'm I'm surfing and all of a sudden I hear no, and I'm like, what? And I just start looking around and every surfer is paddling out of the water. <sighs> And so my heart started beating. I start paddling as fast as I can. And I'm thinking, uh, this is probably a regular occurrence. I've surfed in Australia probably a hundred times. I'm I'm like, I've never heard a shark alarm, but maybe this is a common thing on a crowded beach. So I start paddling. I look over at the guy next to me and I go, uh, and just to see what his reaction is. And he goes,
2: he goes, oh my God, that's so scary. That doesn't even look real. Yeah, that does look scary. The one in the click on the one with the big mouth because most people can't see what the fuck that is. Yeah, that one in the center. Yeah. That does look scary. Look at those fucking teeth. That shit is ridiculous. It doesn't seem like a real animal. That's what's weird about it. It well, seems like some something that someone invented in a movie. Well, the, that's a seal. The 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 uh, the alarms going up. I look at this dude and I go. Uh, I look at him and he
0: goes, "Haven't heard that in a long time." And oh god! So I just start paddling. It was like. And you think you'd, like, fly out of the water. It just seemed like an eternity.
2: I'm sure. And then I got out,
0: and they said somebody somebody called and said they spotted, like, a four-foot shark or something, and they have to get you out of the water. But they're out there. Like, I have pictures. A guy that owns Horizon Surf Shop in Santa Monica took pictures in Sunset, the end where Sunset comes out to the PCH, a fucking giant great white breaching right there. Oh, my God. I got it on my iPhone. I'll show you. It's fucking, Please show it to me. And And I've gone down. Where that guy died last week, that's in Cape Town. I've gone there. I went down in the cage with the great whites and saw them. I would never surf there. Jesus I mean, I know Christ. you've got a. there's only like five deaths a year worldwide from sharks. And
2: three of them are there.
0: South Africa's <laughs> fucking there all you over. You know where the they place. They happen
2: here too. The Santa Barbara guy got killed just two years ago. Yeah, but it seriously, you know, f- five people a year. I mean yes. more people die yeah. by
0: dogs in California right here. but
2: you know what you don't think how few people are in the fucking ocean yeah. it's a tiny number and when you look at it if the whole world was in the ocean god damn it dude it would be a thousand deaths if, a day if you if you can find it some guy they talk about your odds it's like 1 in 7
0: million or what 700 billion of getting attacked by shark some guy did the odds then like he said if you're wearing a wetsuit okay you look more like a seal if you're on a surfboard it looks more like a fish. So, if you're by a river mouth where they they go to feed, you're increasing your chances. If you're alone, you're increasing your He does the odds and increases the chance. And it's it's fucking not it's like 1 in 10,000 like 1 in like 5,000. Yeah, that's what I'm it, saying. And, and that's this,
2: what I would say. This
0: guy so like I surf every, but like I've gone. Thank you,
2: logical man, whoever you are. Where they go,
0: this place is sharky, and I'm like, well, how sharky is it? Like, and they're like, well, there's a, there's a salmon feed out there, oh, and, no. and, they, and they feed off salmon. Or this no. one place, I went to this place called Green Island in Australia, where we had to swim across the shark pit to get to the break. What? Yeah, we had to swim across the shark pit, where the guys I was surfing with had seen a great white. And they told me about how they got off and got out of the water, and they'd climb up on the rocks, and and I'm like, dude. So the whole time I was out there, I'm like, I'm not enjoying this. And the I was surfing with Brazilians, and they don't give a fuck. They're <laughs> fucking crazy, and they're just like, stop being such a pussy. And I'm like, oh, you're so crazy. I'm like, I I just don't. I'm not fucking feeling good about this. This is. Just-
2: they're so used to the water, if, especially if they're from Rio. Oh. So used to surfing. So such a part of the culture down there. When Ari and I were there, we went to uh, the UFC in Rio. Great fucking time. God damn, the food was delicious. Oh, they love their meat. Oh, my God. It fucking was so Brazilian good. It Brazilian well, we, meat. Well, we eat, Brian and I eat it like Fogo de Chao all over the yeah. country. And they're, they're those that, that's like one of our favorite places. We find out, if, you know, we pull into a town. We find out there's a Fogo. We're always like, oh, let's mark this uh, one off yeah. the list. But these these places in Brazil, this is the motherland. It's called the, you know, Chuhascaria style. Oh, yeah, yeah. I fucking, I, 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 so can, good. can you plug that in? You but club? at like at 9 o'clock George. in the morning, George. man, not even, at like 7 o'clock in the morning, we were up and we were, you know, because we were all jet lagged. We we're looking out on the beach, 7 in the morning, people are playing, swimming, running on the beach. They're like so much more active and healthy than Americans. And you know what's funny about Brazilians? The men dance too. Yeah. They're like black dudes. They dance. There's nothing wrong with and it. And they
0: love dancing. Yeah. And they, and they they look at like white dudes that don't like it, the, and they're like, "You're an idiot." They're you, right. They're like, "You'll never get so much pussy," but then and it's fun. They're they I, I hang out with Brazilians in Australia, and it's funny because there's kind of like an Australian Brazilian kind of clash. And oh, there is. Yeah. It's it's yeah. Why is that? Because a lot of Brazilians come to Australia and, and, and they're, they surf and they're kind of aggressive and there's, there's a whole like culture clash between the two of them. But There's I, a
2: lot of aggression on the beach, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like supposedly, like I, I surf Venice Breakwater every day, which is supposed to be legendary for, for all this fucking crazy uh, localism. And I've probably had like three or four incidents in my life where we've almost gotten out of the water and fought that's
2: my friend you need to take some jujitsu (laughs) yeah have your brazilian friend sit down with you and just show you basic positions
0: no one dude was fucking give me shit one day and all i did was he goes oh yeah let's get out of the water i'm gonna beat the fuck out of you and i was like really you're gonna beat the fuck out of me he's like yeah i'm like okay uh then you're going to jail because i'm a cop and he went, what? I go, LAPD, motherfucker. You just threatened
2: to cop. Well, you're lying, you bitch. And he went, he went, <laughs> he went, uh, uh, okay. Oh, and that's so like, silly. It doesn't uh, work like that. Off duty cops don't have like some sort of a special license to be cunts. But but no, he was being the cunt. And there's there's
0: some locals that just fucking take it like, hey, this well, I'm sure he fu- was. I mean, this is our fucking area. You can't surf here.
2: That's so silly. But. Has, has a cop ever done that? I, I've and- I, I've never personally had a
0: problem ever in Australia though with like Australians are totally cool about like no. So it's more of an American thing. I think it's pff, the localism I've seen in America is way worse. Why than- is it? Is it because there's a shortage of waves? Yeah, there's totally a shortage of waves, and because everything's on the computer now like there's all these sites that'll tell you where the good waves are
4: oh, everyone's that going makes to the same sense.
0: places
2: and so re- really sense. only one person can catch a wave does it easier to learn how to surf now though like cuz you can kind of like get lessons online are there more people yeah, surfing yeah
0: sure. oh, it's it's Somebody just Twittered me today and said, "Tell Joe to have Kelly Slater on the show."
2: Yeah, I met Kelly. I interviewed him at one of the uh, UFCs. A really, yeah, he good loves dude. UFC. Yeah, he's uh, good friends with BJ Penn, and he trains too.
0: That's that's BJ Penn. I think is the one that did the CrossFit uh, workout that named it "Fight Gone Bad." That might be who it was. Oh, that
2: probably makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. BJ's uh, BJ apparently is thinking about making a comeback. He he decided to take a lot of time off after the Nick Diaz fight, but apparently, the 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 rumor is. That uh, Dana talked to him. I haven't spoken to Dana in a couple of days, but Dana talked to him, and he said he wants to fight. That'd be awesome. It'd be nice if he wa- wants to, if he actually wants to, you know, but if he's not motivated, you know, there's two BJs. There's BJ the world beater, is like one of the greatest fighters of all time, and then there's unmotivated BJ <laughs> who just doesn't fight as well. I mean, yeah. it's really that simple. It's like Tyson after... But it's
4: hard, man.
2: BJ's been at the top for so long. You know how hard it must be to try to keep the motivation up to to train so hard. Your body, and he's super natural too. He's not he's not fucking around with growth or anything funky. He he's he's a hundred percent natural. I mean, he takes vitamins and supplements, but he's not fucking around with anything that's gonna aid in his recovery.
3: You think that's probably why his motivation sucks? Because everyone else is probably doing that. Well, a lot of dudes do.
2: That Todd Duffy guy that we're talking about. He's one of the youngest guys that's uh, got a uh, exemption for uh, hormone replacement you know and some guys have it uh, because of head trauma you know uh, some uh-huh. guys have hormone replacement because when you're if you're in a sport like football or boxing or or MMA as well when you're getting tagged in the head it's very possible to damage the pituitary gland and the studies that they've been doing on uh, on, on, on high-level combat athletes those seem to indicate that there's a certain amount of head trauma will lead to a, a drop in your testosterone, a significant drop. And it's not from guys that abused. It's guys that were clean. So it's not, there's two ways to damage your system. Well, there's a bunch of ways, but one of them is that you can, you know, disease obviously could damage you. But one of them is um, you can uh, do steroids when you're young. You do a lot of steroids and your balls just quit. You just shut them down and break them. And so then you need hormones. Literally, they have to inject like testosterone. you it. Yeah, but those guys, it's always like, monster, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. crazy looking dudes, Arnold Schwarzenegger and his prime type dudes, where it's like there's no way to achieve those levels without like completely jolting your body. You know, so there, that's one way. There's another way. You could, If you get bit by the Brazilian wandering spider, that kills your dick. Shut up forever. There's a
0: spider called the Brazilian wandering... <laughs>
2: there's a, a spider called the Brazilian wandering spider that when it stings you, it gives you an unbelievably painful hard-on where your body, your dick is literally splitting like like a hot dog that you sliced and then put it on the grill, and oh, it plumps when you cook it. Your whole where, body's in massive Where do pain I get this? In the Amazon. <laughs> it's the most toxic spider known to man. Really? Yeah, if it doesn't kill you, it breaks your dick. Your dick's you hear broken. Hear that,
0: Australia? They even have the, uh, the yeah, fucking deadliest
2: spiders. Too. Yeah, they win that too. Because Australia's got some pretty badass spiders. Well, Australia's missing good drugs. That's what australia's missing you don 't have the ayahuasca that Brazil oh, has. Your ayahuasca <laughs> they have something similar there's a, an aboriginal uh, elixir that' 's just not nearly as common but it 's very similar in the fact that it is uh, it's based on conduct uh, the, the, the two uh, elements having a um, MAo inhibitor and having a, a DMT that you could take orally i've never i haven 't spent much time with like Aboriginal people in Australia, but my next trip
0: over. Uh, and I go about twice a year, uh, I've got a buddy who's decided, he was a pro basketball player, and he's he now has like, his new thing, he's filming documentaries about, he goes way into the bush. Whoa. Like, into the fucking bush, and he's filming documentaries, and I'm gonna go with him. Whoa. What? And kind of, I've gone up to Darwin, to the Northern Territory, and just like kind of, you know, like looked around and stuff, but I haven't gotten into it. Most wanna, of
2: the, Australia is a huge continent. Fucking, as but, big as America. But most of the people live along the coast, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. There's only 20 million people. Like we have, what is it, like 300 million, they have like 20 million. Oh my God.
2: And they all live around the coast. That's why it's so great there. It's amazing. What a it's great fucking, fucking country. The best
0: place
3: ever. I love it. When we I were in Sydney, too.
2: I was like, <laughs> Brian, what did I say? What, what do you
3: think I would say if I was in Sydney? Uh, you wouldn't go into the bush. That's no, I, mean. I would say I could live there. Oh, yeah. You know, it was a great
2: place. He <laughs> yeah, always I, makes
3: I, fun of me because everywhere we go, that's cool. Like when we were in uh, Atlanta, I was like, I could well, live Well, you here. used to not I only say it, but Atlanta. you would like be on the radio station that morning be like, I think I might live here. <laughs> I was like, thinking like, of you were, like, Seriously, head, think, you was were couple, really thinking. There was a problem was convincing Mrs. Rogan. Obviously, <laughs> I moved. I moved to
2: Colorado. I was ready to I was How'd I you read, pull? What happened there? I want to know that. Why you went to Colorado? I didn't want to live in Los Angeles anymore. Yeah, I don't blame you. Well, first of all, I travel for work. I do the UFC, I travel, I do comedy. I travel. I needed a local comedy scene. Denver has one of the best in the country. Yeah, there's a club called the Comedy Works in Denver, and my friend Wendy who runs it, she does Wen- an amazing Wen- you Wendy. Know is, Wendy, no, she's never booked me ever. What? Never ever. Why? I don't know. I'll talk to her. You're hilarious. That's uh, Wendy. How dare you, Eddie? Eddie Ift is a fine comedian. <laughs> I've always a top to level. There. Well, you should be able to pack places now because of your podcast, right? I mean, it's, it's if you too- don't know, talking shit with uh, Jim Jeffries, our our friend, and Eddie Ift. They it, have a podcast together. Yeah, it's doing,
0: it's it's amazing how much fans
2: come out now. What's funny? And they're fucking idiots. Like, I
0: was in Atlanta and these guys wore shirts that said Eddie Ift has AIDS <laughs> and show up at my show, like a whole bunch of them wearing these yes. Eddie Ift has AIDS shirts because Jim, you know, did that Google bomb right. on me. And, uh, what did he do? What was the Google bomb? He told all our fans to Google Eddie Ift has AIDS. And, it, and <laughs> if you do that, if enough people do it, when you search my name, that's the first thing that comes up in the cache. That's great. That's beautiful. Uh, yeah. And um, I'm getting them back. I got a whole fucking plan. But... Uh, but so, <laughs> yeah, if you type in Eddie Ift, it's the first fucking thing. And I, like, even my mom asked me about
2: it. Oh, that's hilarious. Like, your like mom's had, Googling your name. Like that's kind of weird. I had
0: other... Gr- well, she was, like, trying to get tickets for her friends to my show, and she, she typed in Eddie Ift, and Eddie Ift has AIDS comes up. That's hilarious. Uh, I've had ex-girlfriends call me and go... Do <laughs> What's we, up? Do we have to talk? <laughs> uh, it's So I did Kevin and Bean's April Foolishness last week uh, at the Gibson Amphitheater just before I go on stage. You know, like, I'm not a big believer in intros uh-huh. like like a lot of comedians want their specific intro or make me look good or what i'm like if i'm funny i'm funny doesn't right. matter what the fuck you say right you could say ladies and gentlemen eddie if that's all i care about right i don't fucking i do the same seen thing them on way. this yeah. you've seen them on if they if they know who i am they know who i am if they don't yeah it's it not gonna matter. help it's, yeah it's not gonna and help i hate jokes. community you're like tell them i'm the guy from the saturn commercial or i'm the guy Duh, no and the one person that's gonna go oh yeah That's not going to help you. So I just want Eddie Ift. But they had these nice intros for everybody. So Beer Mug that works on the Kevin and Bean show goes, Hey, uh, you like Slayer, right? And I'm like, no. (laughs) He goes, I thought you liked Slayer. And I'm like, no. He's like, because I was going to go, he likes Slayer, he likes tequila, and he likes this, and he has AIDS. (laughs) Perfect. And I go, do not intro (laughs) Really? (laughs) I did not want... This next comedian coming to the stage has AIDS. That's perfect. <laughs> you should have taken that and run with it.
2: So you should have run with I, it. So,
0: because thank God he told me to. Because you know when you're walking the stage and you get hit with that like... Like when I did my first Comedy Central TV show, it was Premium Blend years ago. Harlan Williams hosting. and my Hey oh, there, buttercup, muffin top, <laughs> pumpkin biscuits. <laughs> and my whole closing joke is all about Star Wars. And Harlan, right between like go from his to mine you know they have mine totally scripted they know exactly what i'm going to say but harlan because he's the host and he's the celebrity he's allowed to do whatever he wants does this big star wars bit
2: no and that's my closer no. and i'm like walking on the stage just going it, it's over men did that to johnny sanchez during a tv tape well this is harlan's you know, original bit. oh and i'm yeah, sure yeah, yeah. but i mean mencia did it on purpose <laughs> He used, oh, he, to do did? That. he used to do guys' bits right before you would do their closing bits before he'd bring them up.
3: What? Yeah. Oh, really?
2: Listen, man, there's a reason why we went after that guy. I it didn't, I've never heard that. Oh That's my crazy. god. Yeah, they were doing, like, Loco Slam or one of those fucking shows. And uh, Johnny Sanchez is a very funny guy and a great dude. He oh, really, yeah. Really Johnny's nice guy. guy. Yeah. And he had this great joke about a neighbor that actually really happened to him. Like, there's this, this crazy Persian guy who would always accuse people of parking in his parking spot. And he, he gets pissed, and he speaks his broken English, it's really funny. This motherfucker does the bit, like, as he's bringing it up. It's Johnny's closing bit. So he's going on to a television show, and he does, he does his closing bit. That's beyond, like, like, just trying to get a laugh. That's, like, sociopathic. Oh, it's called, totally, yeah. There's a pathology there, for sure, with that guy, unfortunately. But, you know, I haven't heard anything about it in a year, So i so I'm hoping he's not doing it anymore, and he's got his shit together now but uh yeah at the time yeah, but so I when wanna, you had happened just a total accident yeah it was
0: total accident oh. but it, but it you know at the time I'd probably only been doing comedy like 6 years or so and i was oh, just like Oh, no, that's devastating oh fuck
2: here you know like you don't even have like good stage legs in the first 6 years no, right and i was thinking like, throw oh, you off
0: and but it's it's more than that it's the it's the whole fucking tv aspect of it where you're like well what if i change my final bit now are <sighs> they going to get mad cuz you have to have everything approved can you do a
2: bit can you do a star wars bit after he does it is it possible it
0: was uh I, it takes I,
2: a lot of wind out of Sales, right? Yeah, it
0: really did. And it, and it was a shitty joke anyways. But, uh, <laughs> you know, looking back, I'm
2: like, <laughs> we were in Vegas and um, it was me and I think it was Joey Diaz, maybe Eddie Bravo. I don't remember. But we were there for some fights and Harlan was playing at the Palms. So we went to see him. <laughs> Great guy, I love Harlan. He's hysterical. Every time I see him, you know, he's just hey there, fella. He's like <laughs> super friendly. He's just such a warm guy. Anyway, he goes on and he's fucking killing. We're having a great time. All of a sudden, the fire alarm goes on. Like attention, you know. Something. It was like it was. It was. A, was. It a fire alarm or an emergency alarm? I don't remember what it was. Like there was, but there was a. Beep, 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 Like this crazy, really loud thing And Harlan played through it for I, 10 minutes I, Wow He's that he yeah. yeah,
0: I've watched him deal with
2: every Like yeah. he's that
0: guy that's funny in every circumstance Well,
2: you know what he is? He
0: doesn't get mad about
2: shit you know yeah. like he really didn't get mad yeah. and it was kind of funny that this guy was in the middle of his show and he was never like but was really fucked up was we were just sitting there we're like this ain't real like a real terrorism drill. there could have been fucking you know like oh taliban uh, running in with oh, machine guns and shit oh
0: fucking the the japanese tsunami would happen and i'd be sitting yeah, on the beach be like, yeah, because bullshit. i don't trust any like anytime they're like we need to evacuate i'm like yeah. fuck off I, yeah, I, most of the time. In college, I stayed in like my twenty-second floor dorm room while a fire alarm was going off. Oh my like, god! I was like, "They're you're crazy." No, because they you would always make us go death, down, dude. come back up. Yeah, you know? like, yeah, that's better than burning to death. Trust me,
2: <laughs> you're silly. You're a silly man. I didn't trust them. I want to know though
0: why you went to Colorado.
2: So like, that, well, well, I just didn't want to live in LA anymore. I think uh, my my theory is and this is what I've always said is that there's there's too many human beings in one spot. I and it's agree. just like rat population density studies where they take rats and they put two rats in this cage and they're fine. And then they put four. And then by the time you have a bunch, you have all these these crazy behaviors. So you, have, you know, rats sit in the corner shaking, shake in and the nutty rats, aggressive rats. And I just think there's, a, there's, without a doubt, you get a certain amount of energy from people. You get a certain amount of energy from the people that you're around. And if you're in a tense neighborhood, you absorb a certain amount of that tension. Yeah. It's very difficult to relax. And whenever I've been to places that have a lighter population, like Boulder, for example, Boulder, Colorado is only 100,000 people. Is that people. where you were living? Yeah. yeah. It's and grateful. you drive around, everyone's driving slow, no yeah. one's tense, there's no one running red lights, it's not, all the cuntiness of Los Angeles doesn't exist there. And yeah, you got to deal with some snow, but you deal with a, a nicer class of people. It's because it's people that aren't under the gun. And you take people out of this environment, like me, and you put them over there, and you calm down. Because you know, you know, ask anybody about Los Angeles,
0: there was just a study that people hate people from Los Angeles, and I said that's because we always tell you, you know, what the temperature is. People, when you call some, hey, I'm I'm in oh, Boston, really, it's seventy degrees here. I'm wearing shorts.
2: You know, there's that, but please, there's a is the real issue with why people come but, here, but like the, what you said. They should call it "Daddy Doesn't Love Me" on the sign. Sure, that shit's taxing after a while. It's
0: taxing, and it's also. That that overpopulation thing. Like mm-hmm. you take away the traffic out of L.A., it's it you take away the the population. It's a pretty nice place. Oh, it's beautiful. Mountains
2: and oceans, yeah. and you know it,
0: it's it's great. But but fuck.
2: It's not I, as nice as Boulder though. It's not as nice but as the, Australia. The looking at the 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 visuals of Boulder. What was amazing to me was that you could drive around and you'd look at these mountains. It's like this is like. If, if this was a painting, it would be worth a billion dollars. It's like the most incredible, yeah. natural piece of artwork, and it's in front of you every day. It's cool like has a, yeah, and it has a tangible effect. When you're looking at mountains, like there's a place in Colorado that I really like called Evergreen. It's a suburb of, uh, of um, Denver, and my God, the view there is insane. We how- looked at this one house, and I just sat on the porch, and I couldn't even fucking believe that they would allow you to live there. How long, how long did you stay? Four months. And- <laughs> Why'd you leave so My quickly? My wife got pregnant. Oh, you and- can't, you can't. We were way high in the mountains. We were at. Um- where we were was 3000 feet above boulder so it was 8500 feet it's really high and you 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 can't be pregnant up there first of all even regular w- women that live in boulder itself which is 5000 feet in denver there there's a, a really high rate of uh, premature births oh wow because of the oxygen like it's there's no air up there man yeah. you would i would work out in my yard and do these kettlebell drills that I do and it's you'd you'd really feel like there's not enough air in the world. You can't get any air. It's thin. Like, walk upstairs and you're tired. Like, it's really thin up there. So for her, it was brutal. It was the, the morning sickness was intolerable. And then on top of that, it's just real tricky up there when it's snowing. Yeah, we were yeah, in the yeah. mountains. Yeah. and mountain lions and bears and yeah. shit like there's you a have lot of real a, oh, stuff you have cats there. yeah why a dog got killed killed by a mountain lion oh drink, yeah yeah that happens know. a lot drink that sucks um, it's 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 just not it's it, it's very rare that it happens because there's so much for them to eat up there you know it's very rare that one will attack a human but you every now and then could be in the wrong place at the wrong time and you find an old one that has like you know yeah yeah. doesn't Need have sharp food, teeth anymore. Food. But it could still kill Fuck. you. Ah, oh, that would kill me if my dog. But could. it's so gorgeous up there, man. I was, my wife says it's the calmest I've ever been. She's ever known me in my life is when we were living Dude, up you there. you need
0: to go to Australia. <laughs> no, nah,
2: you know, Australia is cool. But, you know, there's, first of all, it's not America. So that would bum me out. And then uh, as cunty as America could be, it's still where I was born. And yeah. I'm I'm used to it here. Well, I could, probably, I could get used to it, like in terms of like if America was the apocalypse and Australia was the way it is now. Yeah, well, for sure, I'd move. that
0: kind of happened to me where I went there and I was like, oh, I could do this. I still have family, you know, here, and that's the thing I can't being that far from my family. Otherwise, yeah, I like Arge is there arch went and he's he lives there right yeah yeah he's got this big house and lives there well he's
2: a huge superstar over there right
0: people don't understand what a big superstar is like if you walk down the street here in america with like a famous act like like even you how famous you are you know you're gonna get recognized how like if you walk down like a c street how often would you get recognized
2: depends on if there's a bunch of young dudes with tattoos (laughs) (laughs) if you see young dudes with tattoos most likely you're getting spotted yeah
0: but him, like we'll go through a town like Adelaide, and every every five feet, someone's going Arch Barker. and it's like they wow. saw it's like chick scene Brad Pitt. Wow! And I go, fu- like when he, yeah, why when, would he when come I to? First America? started hanging out with him, I was like, you're fucking like super famous. You're like Paulie Shore in the '80s famous, <laughs> you know? Oh. Like, like <laughs> how like- did
2: you use that reference?
0: Because <laughs> you, because you, you think about it, like that's back before people had 500 channels and before people had the internet. And before, like, where you only watched, like, like five things on TV. That's and what every, they have back then? No, no, well, they've just lately. I mean, they used to have... They don't have cable? They do have cable, but not a lot of people have it. Do
2: they Do they get American channels?
0: Yeah, they do. And now everybody, because of the internet, everybody's watching everything on the internet and DVDs and everything. And, and they... They take a lot of our movies and put them on TV, but shitty movies and shitty sitcoms and stuff Remember like that. Remember when
2: it was impossible, like if you had a DVD from there, it was a different still region? Is. Really? still is. What is that Pal and, N- PAL and NTSC. I don't know, but... Wait a minute. PAL and NTSC, doesn't that exist with uh, VHS? Isn't that VHS? No, it's, it's
3: DVDs. DVDs. It's DVDs. A- DVDs? So like, let's what say... Is the, but Video the, games.
2: But it, with VHS, there was an,
3: an issue with that too, right? Wasn't there? Yeah, yeah. It's always been. It's a signal that uh, I believe their TVs use. I think.
2: Because I remember I got a a multi region DVD player just so I could watch the Ali G show from England.
0: Because
3: it's
2: a totally different kind of DVD.
0: If you play, like on my Mac, if I play a PAL DVD. It'll say you only have five more viewings. And then it's and my my old my old Mac switched over. Yeah, what the fuck is that, (laughs) man?
2: What is that bullshit? And I had
0: to buy like software to convert it back and it was like Really? Is that what did you it was a third party software? It was fucking crazy.
2: That's so stupid. That doesn't make any sense.
0: Uh, It has something to do with the cameras, because I remember we were editing when I made my movie, we had some cameramen overseas, and then we'd have to have all those all that tape we were shooting on mini dv at the time we'd have it have it converted and and it
2: was such a process and i'd go why and they're like actually i think there's there's more pixels or something in a pal i'm not sure well it makes sense that there's two different formats i didn't agree on it what it doesn't make sense is your computer can switch back and forth but only five times Uh, yeah i don't understand do brian do you know
3: i have no idea i never saw that before
0: i'm sure we're gonna get. All of us are going to get emails and Twitters. Yeah, us and, I'm sure the tweets. And I'm going to
2: get yelled at for, for something was inaccurate. Well, you should see the, the fucking, what Callan gets, the abuse Callan gets when he comes on here. Starts talking about U.S. history and gets shit. Just, just misses a whole chapter somewhere along the line. Not this, you know, he's not super knowledgeable about a lot of shit. But Callan's one of those dudes who will read a book and then yell at you for not knowing this
3: five minutes after he read it. <laughs>
2: Do you realize, okay, Japan... 1945.
3: <laughs> that's a great impression.
2: But you believe him too, because he oh, yeah. he tells well, he's so, right a lot of the time. He tells it so passionately.
0: He's a great storyteller.
3: <laughs>
2: you know that's one of the beautiful things about having friends like Callan or you or Joey Diaz or Jim or any. When you have friends that are comics, it's like God damn it, it's so entertaining. You know when people talk about like doing this podcast, like well, you guys are putting out so many podcasts. Why well, is it a lot of work? Well, there's there's work to it. You know there's you know you have to upload it. Like Brian has to do the dirty work. But as far as like the the work of actually sitting down and talking, mm-hmm. it's like it's the funnest it's, time ever. It's what we do anyway. Well, it's it's a crazy thing. It's like we never really took advantage of the resource that was us and our friendships until podcasts came along. You know, pod, like when we had radio shows, if you would go on someone's radio show, it's very rare that you could just bring in all your friends with you on the radio show and put on. You know, you had to you to interact with these DJs, and that was their thing, and that was it. So it's like you never really got a chance to like sit down purposely like we're gonna meet at three o'clock we're all gonna sit down we're gonna smoke some weed we're gonna drink some coffee let's talk some shit about all kinds of things like that would be a great thing to do but nobody ever schedules shit talking sessions but because the fact that everyone is going to hear about this and it's going to be something that goes on the internet and people are going to enjoy it and then we started doing it and the coolest thing about it like what i love about your podcast is uh you you guys like
0: you just talk and comics are interesting people because We have a lot of time on our hands Yeah So most people have to do their job And that's why they're really good at their job Because they do it we do our stand-up and then we have a lot of extra time and our our stand-up comes from our extra time of us thinking and philosophizing and in doing so we all acquire lots of hobbies and lots of things we get into and we're we're all of a kind of weird kind of mindset. Like to be a comic you have to be a bit OCD, a bit neurotic. There's all these different aspects of it. So you compile all that, you've got like certain type of individual and so we all have a knowledge base that's like we have generalized knowledge not a lot of specialized knowledge and but we have a general knowledge of all these different things yes and then we're able to also spin humor into it it's fucking it's like the greatest people
2: to hang out with it's it's amazing and i'm
0: glad that everyone people go aren't there too many podcasts no it's fucking great
2: well not only that um i think it's really cool that right from the beginning everyone has uh sort of helped each other out and everyone has promoted each other You know, from the beginning. I mean, Corolla and I'm doing Corolla show uh, in a couple of weeks, and when I'm doing it, we're going to record these little things where you know I do a, an ad for his podcast, he does an ad for our podcast. Oh, that's awesome! And but we always do that. I mean, you know, we already you know texted me said, "Hey, I got this gig coming up. I'm recording in Denver. Can I do your podcast?" Yeah, sure, come on. It's like we all work together. Yeah, you know, all the, I, I can't thank you. you. you help me. It's with this. fun. Yeah. It's really cool. I mean, it's it's a, a beautiful thing to do. It's
0: our like, our podcast. This is no line, I'm not blowing smoke. We we get to see the numbers on libsyn and how we're doing we get our biggest spikes when we when like i'll do your show like oh that's awesome uh, when i do your show jim gets on your show and never talks about our podcast so <laughs> so fucking nothing happens <laughs> 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 he sells more dvds You forgot uh, <laughs> yeah but uh but i get on here and plug talking shit and uh it seriously it like you can see and what happens is it spikes And then it'll plateau for a while, and then I'll do, like, your show or Jay Moore's or Corolla's or something, and it'll spike again. So it's showing that, like, the audience is coming, and they like it, and they stay. And that's why I always tell other guys with podcasts, I'm like, come on my show and be a guest. You'll get – our audience will then start listening to your show. Yeah. If if they like you on our show, they're going to listen to you. Like, there's a guy, Brian McCarthy, who's the funniest fucking guy alive. He's not a comedian. We have him on our podcast. And he's just, you know how you, you found these guys. Right. Like, he's just a guy I found hanging out in just a Just funny a dude. Fucking, the funniest fucking crazy dude, dude in the world. That's his skill.
2: His gift and, in life is being an
0: interesting dude to be around. And he has a podcast now on National Lampoon, uh, the Brian McCarthy interview show. And he's just fucking, like, he came on our podcast one time and just told us, he told three stories that were three of the best stories I've ever heard in my life. One, he fucked a post-op transsexual. And Ew. tells the story and the episode's called I'm Gonna Eat This Dude's Cunt. Oh and whoa. it's the funniest story you'll ever hear because he's so brazen about it. Then the next story he told, he got arrested smuggling pot from Jamaica oh, in no. a in a boom box
2: oh, no. when
0: he was twenty years old. Oh no. And stayed in prison for a month because oh, he didn't no. want to let his mom know. <laughs> oh so no. so he wrote it out. You know, you know they set your trial, but you can have bail. You right. can post bail and get out. So he stayed in prison. for He the whole just time. stayed in jail, and the other dude was crying every day. That got caught with him wanted to call. He's like, "No, my mom will kill me." Oh my <laughs> so, God! So His mom must have been terrible.
3: Yeah, I thought he was kidnapped. His wrong, mom was and... scarier than jail. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, that's what he said. So Imagine that for a pot. He he's just the funniest fucking dude. So I like that, like a guy like that, mm-hmm. who
2: who the industry has turned their nose up right. and won't
0: fucking give him. Like, like Joey Diaz.
2: Not, yeah. Until Joey Diaz started coming on this podcast, people didn't realize how brilliant he really is. Because they see him on stage, he's talking about eating ass, and <laughs> touching your muffler. And are like, we don't want to have nothing to do with this guy. He's too crazy. But then from the podcast, people have become like big, big fans of his. And they realize that he's, he's complex. There's a, we're real lucky in having uh, comedians for friends. You know, for, for other people, like I'm saying this right now, and for sure there's someone out there going, I don't want a fucking needy ass comedian as my friend. But we understand each other other like you know like a guy like you or a guy like Callan or me or like we if if you and I were if you know if I didn't even know you but we ran into each other in an airport you know and I'm like Wait, what do you do I'm a comic oh I'm a comic to too what's I? all right Stan, where are you gigging what's going on I mean it would be instant like it, it as long as you're not a douchebag well Stanhope wrote that great
0: great fucking blog about that about what, running into he, comics no about why he hates Dane Cook and you're not allowed to and, and and it was fucking genius and it was about like
2: That's funny. like
0: but he said to his fans basically he's like at the end of the day if i saw dane cook in like an airport lobby or whatever and i saw you i'd go hang out with dane cook wow he's like cuz i'd awesome. cuz i'd have more in common with dane cook than you and I could talk to Dane, and we have shit to talk about. He's like, "Where you, you, you know, you're a fan." Like, uh, sorry, well, that's a
2: weird way of separating <laughs> yourself from all your the people. No, that but pay attention no, to but right. The, right. no, no,
0: no, no. The point Stanhope was making was he was saying like that everybody like he had a problem with Dane, and his right. problem was Dane called him a hater and said that he was jealous of him. He's uh-huh. like, "I'm not jealous of you," you know. I just and he explained why. And, mm-hmm. and it was a valid, He said, "Look, nobody was jealous of Chris Rock or John Stewart or Dave Chappelle when they got famous." He goes, "We're not jealous of you. We're angry with any." And it was a problem because they had this thing over Stanhope calling him on the phone, and it was just—it's mm. a whole long thing. But at the end of the day, he was saying, "You know, like here's my problems with them." And it's a comic having a problem with a comic mm-hmm. over comic issues. Like you people that don't like Dane now, like you fans that don't like Dane, you're jumping on the bandwagon not knowing
2: why as sort a- of i disagree though because i think a lot of people don't like people because it's just not their style and if you like a certain type of music and i don't like it i'll shit all over that music you know <laughs> yeah but i, I mean think- that's just what people do yeah but it's I not think- an enlightened thing to do no i think
0: there's though now in comedy that so many people are aware of not just comedy like what they like but the clicks of comedy mm-hmm. and uh, that they- aware
2: of who's an easy target a safe target yes yeah, and, and it's true. like
0: it's like for a while Dane was getting bashed
2: so hard that I wanted I just wanted to get on the other side and be like a Dane supporter well like, I'm sure people would have loved to bash Chris Rock if he had like a chink in his armor or even Dave Chappelle if he had something like wrong with what, what he was doing they'd like to go after him too you know I think when when people look when you're real successful and they look if they find something fuck yeah they're gonna harp on it. Yeah. but if they don't find something then you're Chris Rock you know yeah. what I'm saying yeah, you're yeah, just yeah. you're just a brilliant yeah, comedian and it. that is what it is and that's Stealing is not not uh, bullshit. Yeah. It's just you know, and I think that's really where it's at because it's not just black eyes It's white. Louis C.K. Nobody hates on Louis C.K. Yeah. Nobody hates on Louis C.K. F-fucking He's doing.
0: <laughs> <Except Brian>. I, <laughs> Brian I had an other. old manager. You know what I mean? <clears throat> I had an old manager. You you might have been with this guy at one point, uh, James Dixon. Do you know James? Sure, I know James. Yeah, Baby doll. From William- <laughs> yeah. yeah. He uh, he said to me when I was like, He's a great guy, great guy, wild man. man. Some of the best advice I've ever had in comedy. Some smoke
2: hash under a glass. First generation <laughs> smoke hash under a glass. I didn't know how he did that. He put it on a pin. He lit the hash. <laughs> I thought he was a drug addict because I was like twenty five and shit. I was like total straight edge. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, yeah, I would love you just
3: been able to see you, like, like, somebody smoking a joint around you or something. Yeah, I'd roll like, my oh, eyes and be like,
2: who this loser? Ooh,
0: James, James <laughs> said, best fucking advice. He goes, uh, he, I, I used to call him, you know, I was like 24 years old, just doing, just starting stand up. like, what do I do? I don't know. And he'd go, just be undeniably funny. And I'd go, but what about like, there's they're coming to see me, and should I? He'd go, just be undeniably funny. And I'd go, what, what else? Should I go to acting? Be undeniably funny. I, he goes, that's your job. I'll do everything else. Just do that. That's and a good agent. I, and then I said to him recently, I was like, you didn't mention you got to be undeniably lucky, too. He goes, yeah, I've seen a lot of lucky guys, and they've made it big, but they've never stuck. They don't stick because around. Because
2: they're like lottery winners. Yeah, he's like, you got to really have it. And, yeah. and the guys that are, like you're saying, like Chris Rock and... Well, you and also, it has to be a, a passion of yours. You know, I've spent a lot of time doing things that were not a passion of mine. And and I spent a lot of time doing other people's stuff, like other people's TV shows or other people's... And it was all fun times, but there's, there's such a massive difference between doing something that you're really passionate about, you know, and, and putting all that energy and that reward that you get from that... There's nothing like that. That's, that's where real success comes from. Real success comes from transferring that passion and then people go and experience it and they feel it and it's pure and it's real. You know, when you're, your stand-up is really just sort of a vehicle for getting out the greatness inside of all of us. You know, whether that greatness manifests itself in piano playing or whether it manifests itself in you know, you're you're a great basketball player, or you're fucking awesome at editing videos. That that what that thing is? Just it's just finding that in yourself and and providing something to other people that gives them this energetic reaction. You know, when they're sitting in the audience, it's laughter. You know, if you go to see like Honey Honey, you know, it's it's not laughter, but it's this other crazy, weird, satisfying thing where it's beautiful music. You know, it's like that. That is what it's all about. And unless you're doing that. You're not going to be happy unless you're finding whatever the fuck it is in life that w- makes you do something and it always seems to have something to do with how other people appreciate your work because it's like if you're a chef you want people to appreciate your food if you're a carpenter you want to pre- appreciate someone appreciate what you've done and you built this house it always seems to have something to do with giving something or cr- producing something and creating something that other people feel good about whether you're a lawyer who gets guy out of a tricky situation because you really love the law you have this passion for the law Like whatever it is, it always seems to come down to how much passion do you have for for it and how much does it positively affect people. That's like how you got to kind of structure your life. And that's why a lot of people get really lost and they just try to do things for themselves. They just try to get ahead for themselves. They just try to do well for themselves. And in doing so, you're like a person who's got like this massive vitamin deficiency. Like you're taking all this vitamin D and you're taking all this, but you don't have any C. There's no C in your system. You're missing vitamin love. Like everything you're doing is like a forward move me myself and I yeah. I will cause selfish until I, you know until I make yeah. it I don't have time to be nice. <laughs> but you don't understand. You don't have a choice. You will not be happy. You won't be successful. If you make it, you'll be miserable. You'll wind up fucked up on booze or drugs or whatever. You're you're at an imbalance point if you're thinking solely of yourself. It's like your greatest work and your greatest feelings will all come in creating something that you're passionate about that other people are going to enjoy. seems to be that that's like the, that is a, a big key to life, that it has to be to really truly be a happy person. You have to be doing something that other people are enjoying as well.
0: Oh, yeah, there's no fucking doubt about that. That's because not... like
2: when I hear people take antidepressants, I mean, I don't, I don't have any any imbalance, any mental imbalance that I know of. That I, if I do, it's workable, you know. But when I hear people taking things to make them happy, I go, "Wow, man! Imagine that! Imagine not being happy! Imagine like spending most of your time not being." I don't feel that because I'm happy all the time. Well,
0: well, no, I mean, I'm not happy all the time. I'm I'm a pretty happy person, and people have said that to me. They're like, for a comedian, you know, comedians are all fuck." You you're pretty happy, and I go, "Why look for happiness?" Well, if you're intelligent,
2: you gravitate towards happiness.
0: Yeah, I try to find. All the things that make me happy. I go surfing. It makes me yeah, happy. Yeah. I go work out at the gym. I like that. I love my girlfriend. She makes me happy. I found her. You know, like yeah. my dogs. They make me happy. Yeah. I go out. I hang out with my friends. Like, do the things that make you fucking happy. Exactly. Like when people go, "I hate my job. I hate my life." Fucking change. I can't. Y- yes, you can. There's
2: ways. <laughs> it's not easy. It's certainly not easy. To, it depends on how you know. If you swam all the way out to the middle of the ocean, you go, "I got to get back to shore." I can't. Well, you got here. It's gonna take a long time. Yeah. You got to get better the same way you got sick. Yeah, it's yeah, not that, easy that, it, to to get back to shore. But you know, if you had swam only a few feet and didn't get a mortgage and didn't have kids and didn't have twenty years and waiting for your pension, and then if you just get out in six years, then you'll have full health insurance till you're dead. You know, there's there's people that like cannot ever pull the trigger to jettison themselves. I know. I just I just had on. this argument with a friend who
0: was telling me they're depressed, and I said, well, like. Look what do you need You know uh, What would Like let's take the steps And they're like uh, Can I get a Coconut water towel? They're like uh, oh, You know That's not the thing You say to someone That's depressed That's, And I'm like Look I'm here to say Let's Let's find the
2: path. Yeah, what does that mean, man? What does that mean? That's not the thing. This is not one universal thing you say to someone that's yeah. depressed. And I haven't, the and I haven't read the book about what I'm not supposed to say to people that are depressed. I don't know what what's going on in someone's head because I know for sure I'm wired different than other people. I've reacted different. And, it, and how much of it is nature? How much of it is nurture? What the fuck do I know? I, I don't even think that's an exact science, by the way. I think there's a lot of go, lot going on in the in the school of uh, psychology. That's there's a lot of theoretical and there's a lot of there's a lot of shit going on. They still don't know exactly why a person is the way they are. So I don't know what the fuck makes somebody happy. Uh, have but you have you seen the stuff that dude that teaches the class on happiness at Harvard? He teaches a class. At there's happiness?
0: a class. It's uh, I think it's Harvard Business School. You can watch some of his. stuff well, I'll tell you on. what
2: wouldn't make me happy: teaching a class on being happy. That <laughs> shit would not make me happy. Well,
0: this guy. No, but but <laughs> well, he talks about some cool shit. He. Apparently it's like the most uh, coveted class at Harvard. Like it's uh, like it signs up and you can't get into it because it's the first it's one. easy credit. Uh, no, this yeah, <laughs> one's easy as fuck. That <laughs> this ain't is a nuclear physics. You happy? But, <laughs> but he's got some <laughs> cra- like he's done. A, he, he's happy. done a lot of studies on happiness, which is pretty amazing. and He's done stuff like uh, I think one of them was he said that after seventy thousand dollars, like in America, after you make seventy thousand dollars, you're your happiness is not congruent with your with your financial level. That's
2: bullshit. That means you got bad friends. That's you got to no learn experiment. how to party properly. <laughs> <laughs> he, pussy. he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. Who are you hanging out with, dude? Well, tell you something. We could do some damage with some money. Hold on, hold on. I got a friend who uh, has
0: who literally is a. I shouldn't even talk about this. Let's just say I've let's got a fri- Figure
2: out how to filter I, it.
0: I got a friend with a lot of money. Okay, like a lot of money. Okay, and this friend. Use the money. For a while he didn't. And then I was like, dude, do you know what you can get with what you have? And then it clicked one day, and then he had slip and slides on the top floor of the fucking win with chicks naked fucking running down the slip and slides. Well, fucking, uh, uh, Midgets dressed in or little people dressed in stormtrooper outfits are serving him drinks. That's awesome Like he went and did sounds it sounds
3: like a douchebag No,
0: but I mean he just <laughs> sounds he, like heaven He just did the Michael Jackson thing where you have so much money You're like I want to live in a tree and right. I want to have a monkey right. and I want to you know Like you just start right. going fucking crazy and like let's see how we can just spend this money right and you know The next thing, you know, he's just totally fucked up, you know, just yeah, you know his little, just it it crippled him mentally and you know he ended up in
2: rehab and all kinds of shit like that can happen when you're looking for that empty happiness yeah or you're looking for happiness through substances you know and people say "Oh, you're a hypocrite dude you're getting high all the time first of all I I take weeks off I don't have to get high all the time I like getting high it's good for you Uh I think I think marijuana is one of the only vices that I really don't have any problem with as long as you get all the other shit done in your life And you use it to enhance things that you're doing. I was just
0: gonna say, uh, my agent in Australia
2: is the fucking greatest guy that's ever
0: lived, and my agent gets everything done on all the time, and he's fucking amazing. And 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 he joked with me once. He said about like getting high, like you can be productive on. I know so many mass like productive fucking people with
2: marijuana, super productive. Yeah, a lot of writers.
0: Beyond rush. Yeah, like people get shit. Like the the mentality I am. If I smoked pot, I'd be way more productive. Because when I used to smoke it, I was better. But I, I just can't smoke it. <laughs> well, you
2: just had one bad thing. That Two. They, did you uh, <laughs> Did you tweet me about like this? 30? Is that what happened? Yeah, we talked about this yeah. on,
0: on The Green Room.
2: Yeah, he tweeted me. He was in horror. He was just in couch
3: locked. Jo- yeah. Joe
2: was my go-to guy. And I thought... Here's a guy that's going to
0: talk me down off the ledge. You like
3: just, You just need your 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 medicine. Like, and it could be like like a lot of people say milk helps you when you have like a bad really? trip from shrooming. And it, even if it doesn't, you have that in your head. Somebody told you milk. Well, that's, you have milk around? You ever have that happen again? You drink a glass well, of milk, you'll feel it. I started well. start getting it's, panic
0: attacks from it. And and people told me, like Bert Kreischer told me to get uh with Xanax. And I'm like... I, I'm not taking oh, Xanax. Of, and no, and he's like, stick
3: with the milk. <laughs> uh, he's like, take
0: Xanax. I'm like, I'm not taking Xanax. And he goes, you just put it in your pocket. He goes, you don't ever use it, you, but you know, it's there. It's what? like, Bert, like, you silly bitch. L- like you, I think Bert was the one who told me. It <laughs> sounds like Bert. <laughs> oh, no, no, <laughs> you uh, <laughs> <there! laughs> I go, Bert, do you ever, I go, you ever have a panic attack? And he goes, fuck every day. And I go, what do you do to stop them? He goes, have kids.
2: <laughs> Wow! Because <laughs> I said I was having—that's what it was. It's was your self-indulgence I, has get gets a backseat. I was sure. ha, yeah,
0: I was having trouble getting it, a lot of the like fu- the anxiety was happening on planes and stuff, and like when the, I'm claustrophobic and they lock the doors of the plane, I'm like I want off this fucking plane. Like when really? that pilot flipped out, I'm like, I get it. Yeah, I'm always afraid I'm gonna be that guy. They're all, yeah, I have like a claustrophobia thing of like like you could but ne- you
2: fly so much,
0: so much, and 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 I don't like. I don't like sitting on a runway I like when we take off I like when we, I don't like when we pull up the gate and they're like oh uh, we're not going to be able to pull into the gate for another 20 minutes that's when I'm like <laughs> what is it about oh, come comedians the are fucking such control door.
2: freaks that's what it is it is a control freak you gotta yeah. someone said something to me a long time ago' this comedian Tony V and it, ch- it literally it became a tool that I use in my life. He was driving back and forth from Boston to New York on a regular basis, and that's a long drive, a couple hours at least, even if you're going fast. And I said, uh, I go, how are you doing that every day? And he goes, I just go zen. I just, I'm in my car, and I go, this is what I'm doing. I'm driving the car, and I just, that's that's how much time it takes, and I don't worry about it. I just do it. And I was like, wow, that is the way to think about it because you know it's like you'd start, goddamn it, why don't they pull this thing? In? And you realize like how much energy is wasted yeah. on something that you're never gonna have any effect on whatsoever. And if it takes two hours to drive somewhere, it takes two hours to drive somewhere unless you hit a fucking wormhole and find yourself on the other side somehow. <laughs> you know, it takes two hours to drive there. You just have to go zen, and he, it's a tool. It's a tool I use now. So whenever I'm in. Any sort of a situation where, you know, if it's bad weather or if it's what I just go, this is what I'm doing now.
3: I heard some fucked up shit recently about flying and pilots. This girl I know told me that, like, I can't say who it is. I can't say what airline or whatever. But she knows this uh, pilot. And uh, she he was talking about how, how he had to go to work. And he. She goes, oh, that sucks. Are you tired? And she goes, he's like, that's why I can't wait to go flying. It's so, like, that's when I get the best sleep. I guess, like, when they take off, the, and the, the co-pilots fucking sit there, push a button, go to sleep, and then get wake, woken up, you know, when they're, uh, like, near the city. Why is that scary? <laughs> because it's just, like, if you imagine, like, going into a cockpit of an airplane, everyone's fucking sleeping. Yeah, well, I think
2: <laughs> one guy stays awake at a time. I think they probably do shifts. But um I think the the way those autopilot things work, unless there's a situation where they're running a crazy weather and then they wake right the fuck up, I don't really think it's that big of a deal. It seems like it should be, but yeah, I, think I mean it's it's, 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 it it's not like point. you're driving yeah. on a windy road. You're just flying in a direction. Yeah, and they, they put
0: it on autopilot and it just fucking goes. I know a chick who's a pilot uh who uh she's a, and I'm not gonna tell you the airline, but she uh she fucked another pilot while they were flying. Oh what a, a commercial dirty Airliner. What a dirty bitch. And I she wasn't her. flying the big ones, but she was flying like maybe like a two and a one, like good, two seats on better. one side, dirty one on the other. And Can't she's even make up the there, big leagues. She's up there fucking riding a dude. That's aw, nice. Yeah, I know. And I thought about that. I'm like, I would like that. I would like yeah, to know like that. that if there's a female pilot up there, she's fucking up there. That makes me feel
2: good. It's Ari Shafir and I were on a plane once. <laughs> and uh the woman, the woman comes on over the loudspeaker. Hello, this is your pilot. And Ari goes, What? A woman? WHAT?! (laughs) And we're like, oh no.
3: (laughs) I hate that uncomfortable shit. It was just, dude, don't do
2: this. Don't do this right now.
0: Jim Jeffries was on a plane that a, a dude died. On the plane, Uh, I would
3: hate that. Was
0: with his wife. Oh my god! And he dies. Oh my god! And it's like fucking like England to Australia or something. Oh my god! So he's dead on the plane. He's dead. I go. Start to smell. I go, Jim. (sighs) What did they do? And he goes, They like took him to the back and like covered him with like a blanket. And I'm like, Oh my god! What did she
2: do? He goes, She just sat there. (laughs) Oh my god! Fucking god! I can't imagine. I watched the lady go into a seizure. It was really creepy, man. It was weird. It was right after September 11th, too. She was right behind On me. On a plane. She, yeah, she just starts, oh, just starts so seizuring. And they go, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. This happens sometimes. I guess uh, epileptic people, they just, they just go into seizures. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that a bunch. My friend Jay, Jay Helfert, he's a, a pool player and uh, spent most of his life, like, gambling and playing pool. He's playing this guy. In the middle of the set, the guy falls down to the ground and starts bucking and kicking and making these noises, and the guy was losing. And he assumed that the guy was doing it to try to get out of the game because, like, you know, yeah, was, dudes will do things to shark you. Sure. They'll do things to distract you. And he was looking at it like, wow, this is a new one. This guy is faking a seizure. But really the guy was an epileptic, and it was like a normal occurrence. Like he'd be in the middle of his day, and he would just fall to the ground and start bucking and twitching. and, and So then he didn't help him. He didn't help him. Did the guy die? Someone helped him. Someone came over and
0: helped him. there's a video on YouTube. I think you can find it, and we played it on our podcast. There's a comedian that died on stage in England. Died. Fell off the stage and died. Well, fucking Gallagher's had like 18 heart attacks on stage. I know. This guy just fell off the back of the stage, but he was that kind of comic, too. So they think it's part of his act, (laughs) and then eventually his son runs on stage and kind of is like, this isn't a joke. That'd be
2: kind of a cool way to go. I agree. You know, why not? That's better, that why, a shark? I mean,
0: you would kind of ruin
2: the show. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe shark it would, would be horrifying. Shark Maybe would, it would make it better. What if you are bombing and that was how you pulled yourself out of it?
0: Um I saw a guy uh do that on a golf course once. He died? He's standing. No, somebody misses a putt and he just does a feint. And I thought, that's a fucking cool trick to like like, you're going pretty far to like show... Right. How bad that affected you right and I'm sitting there and all of a sudden I see a woman jump off like over the railing of like a six-foot-high porch jump over it and just sprint down to it and I went oh that's and so I just ran and called 911 and I was like fuck what
2: happened to him Uh, he died they said he was dead when he hit the ground which is heart attack or something yeah sometimes it just stops man you ever blow a piston in your car just driving on the highway and bang black smoke You pull over the side of the road. Have you you ever thought you were having a heart attack and then you burped? No,
0: I I get indigestion, and I've got bad. I've gotten indigestion so bad where I'm like, fuck, I'm getting these like crippling chest pains, and I'm like. Oh, I guess this is it. I'm going. That's crazy. And I'll then and all, of a sudden, I'll burp and I'll be like, I'm gonna live. Whoa, whoa,
3: whoa! <laughs> really? Have you ever had that? Yeah, I get it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I get my heart. Brian's <laughs> like every day. I'm pretty I, convinced. My heart double died. beats. It's, it freaks out. You I get double spasms. It, it's it's mostly all because of like oh oh yeah I had onions on my subway. Yeah. Know, <laughs> know, <laughs> yeah. Onions? Yeah. Onions can fuck you up. Shit like that fucks me up. Beer, I don't I don't get it
0: anymore because I'm I'm a nerd about my diet. I eat that paleo diet. And uh, and I fucking am religious. How did this?
2: Bec- how did you become this fitness nut? I mean, because you the, your your choice of attack is like CrossFit. Like, how did that? Well,
0: I, uh... I, I I ran track in college, like all my life, and then got into like I was an ocean lifeguard, and I was doing like ocean lifeguarding competitions and stuff like that. And then I got into like triathlons. And I was always doing it on the sly. It was almost like I'd go out and party really fucking hard, like really hard for like two weeks. And then I would go like feel shit about myself and try to clean up. And then I'd go like, and it was like here and there, here and there. And then finally I just said, all right, this has got to fucking stop. I'm a mess. Like I'm a mess. Like I was, I, I, when I'd go to the UK, I'd spend three months over there where I would drink at lunch and we would go out for lunch for beers and I would drink till showtime drink you know they bring me a couple pints backstage at the show do the show and they go out and party all night and and I'd come home from England just feeling like a piece of shit and uh and I was like all right I I better do something so I started uh I started working out and then uh I found that I was I liked body work body like body weight exercises like pull-ups push-ups sit-ups stuff because I didn't want to get big and because I like to run still and and I found the Navy SEAL workouts, so I started doing Navy SEAL workouts online, and then they said, uh, hey, we don't have a workout today, go to CrossFit. And I was like, what's this fucking CrossFit thing? So I went to CrossFit, I'm like, what is this fucking weird community of people, f- and it's fucking weird, dude. I mean, it is I, a weird group of people. It is doing- a
2: weird group of people. And the that- idea is they're different exercises every day. Every day
0: you're the shocking whole thing, your yeah, system. shocking your system, with metabolic conditioning, it's a combination of gymnastics, weightlifting, and sprinting, and... Uh, And it's for it's the whole idea is the prepare for the unknowing like you never know what you're going to get like in weightlifting you might do your legs one day and then you take a week break to let your muscles recuperate Mm. but if you're a uh, mixed martial arts guy or a cop or a fireman or a military guy you don't know what's happening day two so they might throw fucking legs at you day two and day three. Like Whoa. you, so you, you. That's not good though. Not good in one aspect, but good in another. Your adaptation levels start getting higher and higher. Or you tear your ligaments. No, not necessarily, because if you learn good form, which is what they try to teach you, is learn the
2: proper technique and then you won't have the injuries and you won't have the problems but aren't you like the whole idea about working out is supposed to give your body time to recover well they're not like a a battle a seesaw Like
0: if you like i'm a three day on one day off guy three days on one day off three which is what they prescribe but you look at the guys who are now at the competitive level the guys that are competing that are the top crossfitters in the world like if you look up this guy rich froning jr just watch any youtube video of him you're going to go this guy's fucking inhuman. Inhuman. Like, this
2: is impossible what he's fucking doing. You want to see impossible? Brian, pull up Goggins Iron Man. G-O-G-G-I-N-S Iron Man on YouTube. There's this fucking dude who's uh, he's a Navy SEAL, and it, it's some of the fucking craziest. The, shit. D- the
0: dude who came in second at the CrossFit Games
2: last year is a, is a SEAL. They call him the toughest athlete on the planet. This dude, like, regularly runs... um. Where does it say? Does it say Goggins Iron Man, upper left hand corner? Yeah. Yeah. I click on that. This dude ran a forty-eight hour race. It's a mile track, and you run for forty-eight <laughs> hours. You just wrap your head, just, head around that's that. That's ultra. No marathon. breaks. No the, breaks. The, the, no gas.
0: The guy that runs CrossFit endurance.
2: But what it is is, it's you're you're pushing your your limits. Listeners. In, in
4: I know the black boys, Listen to this I know. Guy. Just to test my soul, to see what I'm about, to see in a 150 mile race at mile 75 when I feel really bad, that's when you know, that's the only time you can find out what the human body is all about, what what you're made of, to find out limits to myself, limits to the human soul, and every day I'm trying to see if I have limits. I run anywhere from 125, 150 in a week. So I'll try and put in about 450 miles a month. Running. Usually every day I wake up at three o'clock in the morning and I run anywhere from 10 to 15 miles in the morning. And then I, I live about 25 miles from work. So I, I get my bicycle, commute into work, do a normal work day at lunchtime around noon. I'll run again.
0: Days an ultra marathon. Five to
4: eight miles, whatever maybe Come back, work and around 5:30, i'll ride back home 25 miles on my bike if i'm feeling good i've considered doing one miles, of these hold I'll on get off the bike and do like a short three or four or five mile run that's my <laughs> everyday life so i don't just train like an hour or so i train until something is uncomfortable and then that's when you know who you are
2: Jesus fucking Christ! Oh, a no, there's
0: a, there's a thing called CrossFit endurance. Hold on,
2: listen to him say this about this. Uh,
4: it just never ends. This 40-hour I mean, run. I've done some races where you're on a one-mile track, and you're running for 48 hours straight. So imagine running 48 hours on a one-mile track. And it's not like you're sleeping; you're you're running for 48 hours, as so many miles you can get. I'm gonna talk about mind torture. Mm.
2: Yeah, I, yeah, I, this, I think happen. it's so fascinating that there's dudes that are constantly trying to explore cool. the and limits see, of what you th- can pull that, off.
0: Well, they were—we were just talking about this yesterday. We had Andy Petronic on, who owns CrossFit LA, on our show, and he was talking about where it's come from and what it goes. It used to be that guys—they uh, used to give awards for if you could do like 40 pull-ups, like that was. There's guys that blow out 107 in a row now. Like I can do. Now 40. do they do straight do,
2: arm? No, we
0: do a kipping pull up. But okay. I can do 40 in a row, like w- without even thinking. Can
2: you really? Fucking simple. Do you grab it uh, palms outward or palms towards you? I go
0: palms outward, and it's just like when we jump rope, you jump two at a time always, and now it's advancing to three at a time, and like three swings under your feet each jump, and. It's just you're learning that like man just evolves and gets better and better and adapts at things. Like we have a workout called we have a workout called Murph, where you run a mile, then you do 100 pull ups, then you do 200 push ups, 300 uh, air squats and then you run...
2: 300 air squats? Yeah,
0: and then you run... You can break it up in any order. So like we do like 5, 10, 15, 5, 10, Wait a 15. minute.
2: Are you talking about Hindu squats where you go all the way down to your heels? You, oh,
0: you're, you're, the crease of your hip has to break the crease of your knee. So your okay. hip has to you, go... So below. You're not,
2: your ass is not touch your heels? No. You're,
0: you're, you're, your hips, though, have to go below your knee crease. Mm, okay. And, That's uh,
2: not quite as, as hard as Hindu squats, but I can't imagine that you can do all that and do 300 So you run a mile,
0: then you do 100 pull-ups. Oh, my God. 200 push-ups, which we do uh, uh, hand-release push-ups. So your chest touches the ground, you release your hands, and then go up. And you're thinking, that's easier? No, it's harder, trust me. Your chest is touching the ground on every push-up. And then you do 300 air squats, then you run a mile. That's called MRF. That's a workout. Now, Jesus. add to it now a 20-pound weight vest. Uh, but without a 20-pound weight vest, a guy in our gym did it in like 24 minutes. And he did it, like it takes me like 36 minutes or something to do it. He did it like 24 minutes. And he did it, uh, he was doing his miles in like 5.15 or 5.20. Like a mile, he would run in 5. And then with then backpack do on. No, he didn't do that one with the 20-pound vest. It, the, the, it, it goes substantially higher with the vest on. But the times are just coming down and down and down and the, the pull-ups and the, and the weights. What about are
2: injuries? Are people getting more injured? Uh, I,
0: I think people do sustain injuries just like they would in MMA and everything else. Well, and we have the,
2: a big problem with that in MMA. You these are having, days.
0: and I think with the NFL, we talk about that on my show a lot. Cause like my, my girlfriend's dad's an ex NFL football player and he's got two artificial hips, Whoa. two knee surgeries and two shoulder surgeries. Jesus Christ. I mean, they they become like bionic men. How's his dome? Uh, he's pretty good. He's a very successful businessman. But like like I got a buddy who's a CrossFitter who's a Super Bowl fucking he's a CrossFitter now, but he was in the Super Bowl. This guy's won the Super Bowl, he's won national championship in football and Nash, and high school championship in football. And he is uh you know, he's got all these injuries from football. But like he'll tell you that CrossFit's like keeping him in the game because like there's nothing better for your back, they say, than doing deep back squats. Huh. You know, like it, it. That's fundamentally what's good for your spine. Now, if you're doing it with improper form, you're gonna fuck yourself up. You're gonna. Fuck when your you body. go
2: deep, um, when you do a, a deep squat, like how how far down does your ass go?
0: Um, uh, same All the way? same kind of thing. Where I'm gonna, uh, mine goes really deep. I, because that's where you're gonna get your explosiveness at the top. Like people don't understand. They think, oh, I don't want to go that low. And I'm like, I, I want to get as low down as I can because right there is where your your nerve fi- are gonna fire and you're gonna be able to explode Dude, out. Dude, we
2: need to get you to do jiu you're, you're, you're overflowing with manly exercises and you don't have an outlet for them where you can see your progress other than the exercises themselves. You know, we gotta get you in. You wanna come tonight? What are you doing tonight? No, wanna I'm, come with me?
0: It, you know what? It'll be, it'll be the fucking panic of me. I've been choked out before. Like, no,
2: you won't. Do, listen, you don't spar your first day, man. You learn some moves and you, you, you learn positions with people. It's not like you're just allowed to get mauled. It's also, Callan told me once, I was talking
0: to Callan because I wanted to take Krav Maga. Mm-hmm. I had dinner one night with John Mayer, and uh, John Mayer was is a big fucking Krav Maga guy. He loves it.
2: Yeah, yeah, he loves that
0: shit. And I had just been robbed. I had a guy break into my house while I was there. Whoa! I'm upstairs in my house. I come down the steps. There's this black dude standing in my house, and I go, "What's up, dude?"
3: Which he dressed as a wizard.
2: <laughs> it's an inside joke. Sorry. And he goes.
0: He goes, uh, He goes. I'm looking for David King, and I go. Uh, who's David King? He goes, no, he goes, is this his house? And I go, no, he goes, oh, must have the wrong place. And he walks out the door and I'm like, what the fuck? So I kind of walk out. My dog was a puppy at the time. I didn't want run running around. So I follow him out and then I take the dog back up. inside. I come back out. I go, yo, dude, what's, what, who's David King? And he kind of looks at me and then he starts to run and he's already, he's got about 150 meters on me. And I, I was like, I I ran Division One track in in college, and I was a sprinter. And I'm like, this dude has no idea how fast this white guy is. And I'm gonna fucking what? catch him. Why would you? Uh, why would chase you do that, dude? I'm like, I'm gonna catch this because <laughs> you know he was just in my house. He just fucking robbed me. And I'm like, what did he? Hate? Oh, what oh. He oh when me? I took the dog back in, as I go inside, I see my pants were on the couch, and I look, and the wallets out of the pants, and everything's stripped out of the wallet. So uh, when I go back out I go I that's when I sprinted after uh, and uh so, so I start, You're ready to
2: die for your credit card. Yeah, so.
3: yeah, you're, No, no, I was I don't know. It's what's the, the, the fucking fuck? ag- This is why I'm telling <laughs> my
0: aggression problems. You should really. So, so I chase this dude, I'm like fuck, like and when I turned the corner, he had just disappeared. Thank God cuz I live in Venice and my buddy's like, "Dude, he's a shoreline crip. He would have come back that night and put a bullet in your head. You're an idiot." Dude. Yeah, you're, you're so an silly. Idiot. That's really funny. So, so you know, in retrospect, but so I I tell John Mayer about this, and Mayer goes, you got to read the book Gift of Fear. <laughs> he's like, read that book, and he's like, and then go take Krav Maga. So I tell Callan I'm going to Krav Maga, and Callan goes, no, no, not you. <laughs> he goes, you will bring it on yourself. He's like, if you know how to use it. It's like having a gun in your house. Yeah, he's like, y- 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 so I don't have a gun. I don't have fucking anything. That's I'm good
3: just, to tell
2: people yeah. on the internet. I tell you what, I got guns. You come to my house, I'm gonna choke the fuck out of you if I get a hold of you. <laughs> Look, I don't. I disagree with Countin. Um I, if anybody had a lack of self control as a young man, it was me. That's one of the reasons my parents didn't actually want me doing martial arts because they were worried that I was gonna start using it on people. That was the number one fear in our house. I had to convince them that I wouldn't do that, but. You wouldn't do that. You'd get self discipline. But it allows you, you know, at least if that guy jumped on you, or attacked you, or didn't have a knife or, or something, you know, where it was a weapon, you're in trouble, at least you could kind of defend yourself. Yeah. You know, you you put yourself in a better position. And it's a great way to exercise, a great way to blow off steam. And it's interesting. You're actually learning something. You're learning like a language, the language of how to how to strangle people, how to, right. how to break arms, how to, you know, how to get to positions. And you, you learn these moves, I mean, the, the interaction between two human beings and they're grappling, there's an infinite number of positions and moves and different places to go to. So it's like, it's very intellectual, jiu-jitsu is really um, completely underappreciated as an intellectual exercise. I
0: already threaten enough
2: people. <laughs> so you wouldn't do it, man, i never threaten people. You wouldn't do it. I've been do, I've been doing martial arts my whole life. I've I fucking have, I don't think I've ever said I'm gonna kick your fucking ass. To I someone. do it. I do it on I don't stage, do that.
0: stage once a year. Oh God, ne- crazy. that's crazy. At I don't least, ever do that. At least once a year, somebody will push me. Like I'm like you were saying, Harlan. Just like I yeah. laugh through everything, but at a certain point, I have a snap where I'm just like, that's so dumb. That's, it. that's
2: gonna get you hurt, man. You come to Jiu Jitsu with me tonight. What are you doing tonight? Mm. Come watch. He doesn't come want ahead. to touch other guys. Don't be silly. I don't want to so, roll but around. Don't, don't, where don't do go you ho- go? Do you go to 10th Hollywood? Plane? Yeah, come with me. I, got, I have to go right, to Hollywood or something. You're coming. Tonight. Not, not tonight. Coming. I'll Shut go up, another bitch. night. I'll go there another is night. no tomorrow, Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> like Apollo Creed
0: said, there is no tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> like said, is no tomorrow. <laughs> 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 to tomorrow and I, can, I, can, I, can, I got a bulging disc right now. now
2: you fucking... I'm Just watch. i am go. I'm not telling you to get in there and get crazy. You have a
3: bulging disc. I some guys.
2: Brian will set you up, so i to take care of that. Well, listen, man. been a fun podcast. We've done like three hours, man. Time flew by. Pretty close. Two hours in something um always dude always a good time my brother always good to see you always good to run into clubs me. and, and anytime you, you want to come on man that's you know fucking awesome i love fuck doing yeah the show. dude uh and i gotta come on yours too someday uh we'll do it we'll work <laughs> our <it laughs> fans out. ask us constantly when, when uh, bro, do, you do you do it, you do it go once go
0: a week from? now is that what you're doing we do it we've always done it once a week. we do monday nights and uh that's the problem because you wrestle on monday stuff yeah
2: it? most of the time but I'll, I'll take i'll take the night off i'll, right. I'll do it in the day um, okay, uh, Eddie Ift and Jim Jeffries have a podcast on iTunes. It's fucking awesome. Please check it out. It's called... Come, come see me at the Hollywood Improv. How do you... It's not talking shit because they pulled it Talk, off. Talkin's Hit. Talkin's Hit. Oh, I get it. So you just moved the space over. Yeah. The very, very clever. And I'm talkin's It. Hit. Hit. Talkin's Hit, ladies and gentlemen. I'm so at the Hollywood Improv. improv.
0: This... this, uh, this Saturday, two shows I'm headlining Oh, Ooh. that's beautiful The
2: Hollywood Improv On Melrose One of the best clubs In the whole country It's an amazing spot It's like Really intimate seating And it's gonna sell out So if you're you're interested Go online And just Google You know how to do that I'm shit You're rush smart. You. You're gonna rush the stage mm-hmm. Oh yeah, somebody got <laughs> Rushed on the stage there Randy, Randy Kagan Randy Kagan Do you know the story about I don't him? know him
0: But I, I saw the whole thing And he has no idea why the guy went up there.
2: Guy just went crazy.
0: Yeah, just fucking decked him. What was he
2: talking about when the guy?
0: He was doing him? a
3: joke on California. Yeah, I and mean, the guy had no. The guy wasn't heckling previously. There was no fucking reason or rhyme. This is crazy. Yeah,
2: that yeah. happens. You, you go yeah. out there in the world, you can yeah. run into crazy That's people. That's why well, I should so, know jujitsu. It helps. It helps. It would help you tremendously, dude. Especially <laughs> <laughs> telling me you're threatening people once a year. Come on, son. Life is short. <laughs> Enjoy this shit. Uh, thank you to everybody. Thank you for uh, all the uh, all the love on Twitter and Facebook and all that stuff. And we, we appreciate the fuck out of you guys. And thanks again for um, everybody who came out to Atlanta this past weekend for my filming. Couldn't have been better. You guys are the shit. We're, we're beyond lucky to be in the, the situation where we have a show like this. I don't know how the fuck it happened. Brian, do you know how it happened? The internets. Uh, the internets? Yeah, but I mean... It's, something happened. It all coalesced together in some sort of a magical form. And we're very fortunate. And we we, we, we think about that all the time. We were very appreciative. So uh, thank you very much to everybody. Tomorrow, Mad Flavor, a.k.a. Joe oh, Diaz. What the, <laughs> what the fuck, cocksucker? He's going to come down and regale us with stories of old school criminal adventures and, and uh, his ball sack, which, his, by the way, got right. him kicked off of Facebook. Purple veins. Hysterical. And yeah, That is so fucking funny. The cover funny, that of picture. his documentary, he decides... This is Joe Rogan, this is gonna be the cover of my documentary. It's gonna say it's gonna this is it. It's beautiful. It's my balls and they're hanging out there with fucking there's a vein, a beautiful vein in my I'm pulling out and it says, Where I got my balls. That's the name of my of my special, my documentary. Like,
3: wouldn't that be like his Dad's balls in? Or is yeah, you would assume.
2: Vagina? I mean, it's just it's a metaphor. Um, but so he's going to change it, and it's going to be uh, the, the the actual picture. He's a, a two pronged attack. The first prong is show people his balls, create a shock wave, which I guess he's achieved. And then prong two is uh, a different photo that mm-hmm. he has already prepared. Sweet. Clever Joey
3: Diaz. He is. He's the man. I can't wait. I'm going on tour with him. Yes, you are. And 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 the first gig in Columbus is sold out, right? Uh, The first first show in Columbus is sold out. Second show, uh, there's some tickets left. And that's May 17th. May 18th, it's Cleveland. And and, how do people find out about this? How do they get their tickets? uh, Just go to deathsquad.tv. It's right at the top.
2: Powerful. Um, Deathsquad.tv. And uh, so that's it. We'll see you guys tomorrow. And thanks for everything. I can't thank you guys enough. You guys are the shit. Um, Thank you to The Fleshlight for being our first and original sponsor of the podcast go to joe click on the link for the flashlight. enter in the code name rogan and you will get yourself a big fat juicy 15 percent discount for a real good product eddie did you want one i have one do you want one yeah I sure boxes okay eddie is gonna fuck one tonight maybe perhaps he has a girlfriend maybe he won't do it tonight i'll take it on the road if you're really brazen no, you're I'll, really...
0: Ju- I'll just do it in front of her whoa Ooh, you're an animal
2: i love it that's crossfit <laughs> coming out of you um, uh, thanks to Onnit.com, O N N I T, makers of Alpha Brain, Shroom Tech Sport, Shroom Tech Immune, and New Mood, the 5-HTP enhancing supplement. All the answers to all your questions are on Onnit.com, O N N I T. Please Google nootropics. Do your due diligence before you take any supplement. Uh, don't expect miracles, but expect it to actually increase your brain's ability to process uh, information, and it makes you uh, makes you talk cleaner. It's, uh, it actually pumps up your body's ability to produce neurotransmitters. It's all very controversial, but something that I absolutely uh, stand by and believe in. The first 30 pills, when you order it, it's 100% money-back guarantee. You, uh, you're not going to get ripped off. You don't like it, you try it like this isn't for me. You get all your money back, you don't even have to return the product. Alright, that's it. Go to JoeRogan.net, click on the Alpha Brain link, enter in the code name Rogan, and you will get ten percent off any and all orders. Kettlebells are coming. They should be here probably in the second week of May. The first wave of kettlebells. The uh, the second wave are gonna blow your fucking mind, but they're they're taking a long time to build. But I can't wait. They're, they're so ridiculous. How ridiculous are
3: they? Oh, I, just, I just can't wait to talk about it. I'm on, not even exaggerating. You guys,
0: you guys have your own kettlebells? I'm gonna show
2: you something that's gonna blow your fucking socks off, Eddie Ift. That's it, you dirty bitches. We love you from the bottom of our our black monster hearts. I don't even know what that means. I'm stealing Lady Gaga's (laughs) names now. See ya. Bye. I ran out of words.